since that game. That was pretty epic. Yeah. You know what else is epic? What? The fact that Shaggy Rogers has a 92-inch cock. <laughs> Wait, what? Where is that confirmed? I, I saw it. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, the more you know. The more you know. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome back to uh, an exciting episode of Screen Wings, where we're going to be covering... Some Scooby-Doo shit. Yeah. A famous short-lived TV series called The 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo and the movie that wrapped it all up. What? How many years Curse later? Curse of the 13th Ghost. Uh, 20... Because uh, it ended in, like, what? 85? And that movie came out, like, what? Yeah. 17? Was it? No, 19. It came out oh, last 19. year. Oh, shit. Even longer. No, it came on 85. Oh, okay. So 34 years, something like that? Damn. This is a long time to leave people hanging for just one ghost. Yeah. There is a, uh, there's a reference to Flim Flam in Mystery Incorporated. Uh, (laughs) They go into, like, this Crystal Cove museum, and you see, like, these statues of all, like, the original, like, uh, bad guys from, like, the very first series. So, like, you see Minor 49er and uh, the Black Knight and stuff. Mm -hmm. And there's a, um, (laughs) there's a statue of Flim Flam, and Daphne says something like how he was uh, put in jail for uh, being a con artist for, like, 25 years, which... Is a funny little nod because it had been 25 years since the show yeah. at that point. Huh. Um, and then they also see Scrappy-Doo in that same uh, sequence. And they're like, no, don't look at him. Don't. So <laughs> Don't do it. Okay. So, like, Scrappy has been, like, completely, like, eradicated from, like, the modern canon. When was the last time, like... I don't... There was a genuine Scrappy moment where they weren't like oh god not this guy like before he was like ha like an antagonistic appearance like because he's in obviously he's in uh, the scooby-doo the live action movie yeah that's the last Um, time i recall like the newest thing i recall him in because it's like it seems like actually it seems like uh 13 Ghosts was the last show. Really? Yeah. Huh. Um, because, so he was, he was in the pretty early fruition because they did, um, right after the original show, um, they did Scooby-Doo and, Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo. And that was their big show. And he was in, like, the new Scooby-Doo and Scrappy-Doo stuff and the new Scooby-Doo mysteries. He was in all that. And he was in the 13 Ghosts of Scooby-Doo. And then, of course, he was in the television film. So he was in Boo Brothers, Ghoul School, and Reluctant Werewolf. Um, In parts, at least. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember him being in the Boo Brothers. I don't... He wasn't in Ghoul School, I don't think, though, because I just watched that one not too long ago. I think ago. he's just in, like, the beginning. I'm just looking at the Wikipedia page for him. Uh, he, um, and then he's, he had cameos in uh, Mystery Incorporated and uh, the Supernatural Scooby-Doo episode they did. Oh, weird. I never watched that. And I probably never will. <laughs> uh... Huh. It's 
It's really weird because, like, I don't actually, I, I don't think Scrappy's that bad of a character. Like, no, neither do I. Like, I maybe I get like too much of him could be annoying. Um, but like throughout this whole, I, I know I'm guessing you had from our discussions, you were like, I, I had to watch, I had to stop after 10 episodes. I needed a break from flim flam. I think those were your exact words. Yeah. But I also <laughs> didn't really, I wasn't, I wasn't really annoyed by flim flam, but I know a lot of people don't like flim flam. Yeah. He was just a little, little too talkative sometimes. And he was loud, and he was just like, ah, come on, guys, if I ever steered you wrong, and it's like, every episode, shut up. Got him. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't, I, I was genuinely surprised that I didn't hate him in, spoiler alert, when he shows up in the movie, because they beefed him up, and they gave him a different voice actor, which I think helped. It seems like when Scrappy first came out, people really liked him. Yeah. I wonder when that turning point was. Probably after that, like, full series they did with, like, him and Scrappy. Because how long was that show? Because that's, like... It was only two years. Uh, Most of the series only last two or three seasons, and then they do, okay, let's mix it up. Let's change the art style a little bit, or let's do something different. Okay. Huh. But, yeah. Scrappy-do. Scrappy doo. I have a I have a sneaking suspicion that I enjoyed both of these products vastly more than you did. Probably, sneaky, prob- sneaky suspicion. Probably. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're gonna be talking about lots of Scooby Doo today. But first, let's just chill out. Let's figure out what else we've done this week. Um, I have a funny story. Oh, uh, you know, you know, wrong turn. Yeah, the, like, Hills Have I ripoff that they made, like, fucking eight movies of or whatever. Uh, six, and they're making a reboot this year. Ah. Um, I've seen, like, the first two or three. So I went to watch the first one, and the the thing I, I accidentally watched the third one instead. Oh. <laughs> And I was like, this is so bad. And then I go to the letterbox page, I'm writing my review, and then I'm like reading the synopsis, I'm like, wait, this is not the movie I just watched. Mm. So then I needed to figure out which one I did watch, and I figured out it was three. So then I'm like, well, now I'm in a predicament, because now I feel I have to at least watch the first two. <laughs> yeah. So I watched, I watched number three, and I watched number one earlier. Today, I watched it at, like, 1 a.m. Now I just need to watch two. Three three is, like, the worst thing ever. One's really bad, but at least it's not, like, the worst. Yeah, I remember one being pretty meh. And I, I think it's this... I think I saw only up to the second one. That's the one, if I'm not mistaken, where it's, like, a Hollywood production is, like, going on. Mm, great. Sounds, sounds really good. Oh, yeah. You're gonna love it. Oh, it's... There was a really, there was a really cool sequence where they're in the top of like a tree canopy in the first one, though. Yeah, I remember that part. I'm like, I was like, that's a, I really had fun with that, and I was really hoping that the rest of the movies, because that was in the second half, I'm like, maybe the rest of the movie is just gonna be really good. And I'm like, no, 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 it was not. <laughs> yeah, but 
I have, at least it had that going for it. Yeah. Back in middle school, I bought, like, I think it's got the first four on it. So I've got a DVD floating around somewhere with the first four. <laughs> but I watched, like, the first two and I never picked it back up. I might have started the third one, but I don't. What? What's... Is that, like, in a prison? Um, the third one is... They they get... It's it's a prison transfer. They're, like, on a prison bus, and it, like, gets hit by the hillbillies, and then there's... Most of the main characters are prisoners. Okay. I, I think I watched part of that one. Um... I also, speaking of shitty horror movies, I also realized, um, I was watching a lot of, uh, David F. Sandberg short films, the guy who made, like, um, Lights Out, Shazam, and Annabelle Creation. Yeah, I've I've watched some Um, of his, uh, like, kind of, like, filmmaking tips videos and stuff. Yeah, his channel's great. Yeah. Uh, People who haven't been to it, Pony Smasher. There's so many cool things on there, but all, all of his horror short films are on there, and there's some really good ones. Um, but I was like thinking about the fact that I'm just like I'm so glad that he made Annabelle Creation because that's like one of the better entries in like a pretty terrible like franchise. Mm-hmm. I haven't. And then I, I haven't seen that one yet. Still, I I saw the first Annabelle movie they did, and I was like. I, I think yeah, that bye. Annabelle 1 and 3 are like complete dog shit, but I really like the second one. Hmm. Um, and I, I like the, the first Conjuring okay, and I really like the second Conjuring, but then the rest are just terrible. Hmm. But like the nun, the nun's awful. Um, but the Curse of La Llorona was the only one I hadn't seen, so I'm like, I'll watch this! And it was terrible. <laughs> Ah, I I just remember, like, all the white people who would come through the theater. Can I get one for, uh, The Curse of And it's just like, don't don't even try if you're gonna slaughter it like that, dude. Here you go. It's funny, because I feel like people have to, like, intentionally... Like, like, mispronounce it? Mispronounce it? It's like, well, I'm gonna mispronounce it, so if I'm gonna miss it, I might as well miss it by miles. I think, actually, it's closer to, like, La Llorona, but at least I'm getting close. It's just, I just, especially down in, like, Lewis County, I don't understand what's wrong with people. They're like, I'm gonna make fun of, I'm gonna make fun of this language. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (sighs) Lewis County. Uh, Becky came out, and I watched that. Um, um, that is a... Uh, did you ever hear of the movie Cooties from a couple of years ago? Oh, the one with, like, Elijah Wood? Yeah. Um, I heard of it. I didn't watch it, though. I watched it. It's not, It's not like, great, but I think it's kind of dumb fun. That's kind of what I've heard. Those, those two directors made a new movie where Kevin James plays a neo-Nazi oh, murderer. I, I've seen the poster floating around. Yeah. It, Piqued my interest. That. How how was it? I think probably I would say pretty much the same thing. It's pretty like dumb fun, but I think it's like better executed than the than Cooties. Okay, I think Kevin James plays a neo Nazi like a little too well, like to the point where I'm like I'm a little worried about you, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I really had fun with it. It was uh, I thought it was really fun. Huh. There were some really fun kills in it. Um. I like I like the premise that it's just this like teenage girl fighting a bunch of neo Nazis. 
Yeah, that, that sounds like a pretty fun premise. But, um... And then... I watched a Song Kang-ho movie. Ooh, Because I mean? hadn't seen some anything with him in a while. I watched one called Secret Reunion. Okay. Uh, which was like a... Song Kang-ho played like a South Korean agent, and then there was a North Korean spy... And they get like into like a partnership for reasons, and um, it it's really gay. Oh, <laughs> like not like they're not like having sex, but a lot of the there's like bonding scenes in between them, and it's framed like really romantically. And I'm just like, what's going on here? Mm. <laughs> and I, I really liked it though. I had a lot of fun with that. Uh, it's by the same director as a, a Taxi Driver. Oh, okay. I'll have to check that out. It sounds pretty good. I. I I know it's uh, it's not nearly as good as a taxi driver, but I had a lot of fun with it. Um, it's called Secret Reunion. Secret Reunion, yeah. Okay. And then there's how I, I kind of just want to go through the director's whole filmography because he only made he's only made four films so far, oh. and I've heard really good things about uh, Rough Cut, which was his first film, and The Front Line, which was his uh, I think third film, and that's like a war film. Okay. And I haven't really seen any like South Korean productions like about any of the wars, and I've heard really good things about quite a few. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to check those out, seeing how he's only got four movies. And, and then jump... Oh, I was gonna... Go ahead. I was just gonna say, and I really liked a taxi driver, so... Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I've been recommending people it a lot lately, because I think that I don't, it's not my favorite song, King Ho, like movie, but I think it might be one of his best performances. I That or, like, the host. He's really good in the host. I feel it. And Memories of Murder, of course. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that goes without saying. But that just transcends film. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then the uh, film festival did end. I think it's still... I think there's still some stuff up until, like, for, like, five more days, but... I got, I got my fill, I think. I watched enough. Um, mm. I watched a one-take film that they did that was, like, an hour and 12 minutes, and I really liked that one. It was about, like, theater performers. Okay. It was, it was pretty fun. Hmm. Um, and then I'm, like, I keep thinking about the Monkey King because I've been playing Smite and playing as Sun Wukong ah. and how I really like... Uh, things based on Journey to the West, even though I haven't read Journey to the West yet. So I'm like, I'm just gonna uh, watch all the things with the Monkey King in them. So I watched a really shitty animated Monkey King movie from 2015 called Monkey King Hero is Back. Where Monkey King was voiced by Jackie Chan. Oh, yeah? (laughs) No, it was was really bad. (laughs) Huh. It was really ugly. (laughs) Let me get a peek at this Monkey King Hero is Back. It's on Tubi TV if you want to watch it. No, probably not. But oh yeah, no, definitely not. That looks uh Which is sad because even though the animation was bad, I think like the cinematography was really fun. Hmm. Like a lot of the fight scenes, the way that they moved around, um, the camera followed Monkey King. Sun Wukong, like, really well, so it kind of felt like you were on a roller coaster ride. Like, they were fun fights if the things that were happening were more engaging. Ah, uh, it looks like I'm there's like, uh, a video game of it, too, that they released. <laughs> is, is there? 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to lie. Some of this video game art looks pretty, pretty sick. Whoa! And it's for PS4? Oh, fuck. I might. <laughs> and Steam... Oh, fuck. Uh-oh. Yo, I might have to pick this up. I wonder if they get Jackie Chan for the video game. <laughs> let, me, let me see the Steam reviews. Live, live right now. Let's check out Monkey King. Monkey King. Oh my god, it's so expensive. Oh, all reviews mixed. Oh, 41% of the reviews are positive. That Ooh. doesn't... It's not, that's it's not, not great. promising. That's not promising. Sad. Don't waste your money on this game. Yeah, while you're at it. There is only a total of 10 types of enemies, boss included. Wow. Don't waste your money on the Grand Theft Auto games on Steam either. I mean, maybe 4 and 5 are okay. I can't speak for those, but I tried playing 3, and holy shit, it is so fucking broken. Sounds about right. And, like... I keep, I was like, all right, well, obviously there's like a whole community dedicated to like fixing this kind of shit. And then I looked at like people's problems. I have nothing in common with them. I can't even find people talking about the problems I have. Like, instead of like rotating like he's supposed to when you like rock, walk around and the camera follows you, he does like this weird like little like sidestep and he can only like walk backwards. It's really, it's really bad. And there's also no like pause menu. Ah, that sounds obnoxious. Yeah, yeah, it's just, and I couldn't get my refund on it because I waited just like slightly over two weeks before I put it in. It's like, oh, come on, it's just over the deadline, please. (laughs) Not my fault. I bought it in a batch and didn't play it for two weeks. True. I didn't think it was going to be an issue, (laughs) but now I know. I'll have to test out Um, all old games when I get them now. True. Yeah, a lot of old games on Steam don't run super well. Yeah. Or you have to do something. Uh, I I watched another Pokemon movie as well and it was just fucking awful. It was like the worst. Which one? Uh, I randomly just jumped ahead because usually um, if they're not streaming, I have to pull them up on like my computer. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to go grab my computer. So we just watched one of the ones on Hulu, which is from 2015. It was called Hoopa and the Clashes, the Clash of Ages. And it was so bad. Hmm. Yeah. I did. I hated it. I can imagine. Like, I, I haven't watched, like, any modern, like, Pokemon stuff. I, like, I had caught, like, glimpses of, like, some of the stuff they were releasing on the TV show, like, ten years ago, because I had, like, some nieces who watched it, and I would, like, kind of be in the room, and I'd be like, what the fuck is going on? But, uh... Yeah, and I, I, I've i been pretty clear about my stance that I pretty much hate Pokemon in general. Yeah. But, fuck that. That movie. Fuck that movie. <laughs> and I have a feeling that the whole, like, era it's in, like, that whole batch of movies is probably about the same quality. No, but now that I've watched like seven or eight Pokemon movies, now I'm like, well, now I have to watch them all. That's how it works with me. So now I'm doomed to watch shitty movies. 
Did you uh, did you watch anything this 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 week? No. Oh yeah, I played a lot of Smite. <laughs> no, I didn't watch anything. Um, but I did I did beat Red Dead Two, and I started Red Dead One. Oh, nice, nice. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying that one so far. I'm not super far into the first one yet, but it's fun. The horse mechanics are shit, but I mean, yeah, I've heard. Oof, it's very, like because I played Red Dead One for like an hour, but I just like. I was like, I'm not, I'm okay right now. <laughs> yeah, like, compared to the second one, the horse mechanics are really, really bad. But I'm really compelled to see how this story plays out, since I never beat it when I played it, like, some years ago. So, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'm sure I'll beat it this week. But, uh, aside from that, um, not much more going on. I, uh, I started reading Catch-22. Oh, you know, you could just watch the movie instead. No, I think I'm going to read the book. I'll watch the movie afterwards. Uh, fucking, I know that. Why like, read word when you can watch picture? Ah, <laughs> uh, true. No, I don't know. It's been a book that's always been on, like, my to-read list. <laughs> no, I feel you. There's a lot of books I want to read. I'm just fucking around. Uh, but, uh, I guess, like, there was, like, a Hulu movie or some some hulu did something with it like a couple yeah, years I ago think they did they they did something last year i'm pretty sure oh. um i think it was a miniseries yeah so i'll probably like check out like the film adaptation and that once i've finished reading it but yeah it's pretty good so far the main character is like extremely like cynical and it's like right up my alley i love it so far <laughs> You're, because you're cynical. I can be, yes. Woo! Woo! But yeah, pretty much just that. Scooby-Doo. And uh, Red Dead Redemption on my week. Well, that sounds like a pretty great week to me. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty, pretty epic, if I do say so myself. And you start, you're back at work now, right? No, not yet. My, uh... No. My dad went back to work, but it, they opened to the public today, but, uh, oh, okay. yeah, they still haven't called me back. Uh, they're basically like, kind of like bringing people back in phases and even the people who are back are only back like part time right now. So I'm still on furlough. I'm not complaining. It gives me more time to like do shit that I want to do. So. Well, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Pretty neato. All right. You ready to get into some questions? Got a lot of questions today. Yeah. Sure. All right. We're, this first batch comes from Pierre. Okay. And they have nothing to do with Scooby-Doo. Of course. Um, <laughs> question number one. If you could make Obama the protagonist of any Pixar movie, what would you pick? Mm. That's easy. Obama car. Put him in cars. Have oh, him play man. Lightning McQueen. Have him be a car. Uh, I feel like he'd be most well-suited for planes. That way he can keep doing what he loves by dropping bombs on people. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. But, yeah, uh, that's fair. Maybe I'd put him in Finding Nemo so he drowns in the ocean. <laughs> Holy fuck. I'm not a big, not a big fan of Obama. Uh, me either. He's gonna drone strike your house, dude. 
him he hears this he's just like yeah he's gonna get in his plane that guy voiced by dane cook he's gonna come get you as long as i can't hear the dane cook plane before it happens i'll be fine it's just really loud he's like hey it's coming down (laughs) does some obnoxious joke (laughs) hey it's me dane cook man did anybody watch those planes movies i never did I mean, they made a second one, so probably... Oh, we should watch Planes. No. <laughs> do, you, do you have a pick for today, by the way? Because it's your, it's, your, it's your rotation. It's a nice and then, double feature that I have picked out for us. <laughs> planes 1 and 2. No. Cool. <laughs> yeah, Planes 1 and 2. Okay. It, I, I can say number... it'll be much better than Planes 1 and 2. Oh, my God. Cars 1 and 3. Oh. The, no. Anyway. Question number two. In the Boruto anime series, they often eat at a Burger King-like fast food place. Do you think that some people are so bad that they are beyond redemption? Oh, what? Hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, you want me to reread the question for you? No, I think I got it. It's just that that intro to that question was... Yeah, he he subverted your expectations. Um... Alright, so the question was, do I think that there are some people who are beyond redemption? Yes. Um, My answer would be yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I, I think that, like, people, like, despite that, I think people should strive to better themselves, but they shouldn't expect to be, like, forgiven. Forgiven, yeah. Yeah. I think that it's different. Now, if I'm thinking about, like, a fictional film, I think anyone can be redeemed in fiction. Because it's not supposed to be reality. I think any character has the possibility to be redeemed. I don't think that, like, if it's a compelling, like, arc for them to be redeemed, that's fine. I don't care if they're a war criminal. That's fine. They're a fake character. Yeah. But real life, there are plenty of people that are so bad they're beyond redemption. But I would still prefer if they were a little less bad. For sure. All right. All right. Question three from Pierre. Are there any media franchises that you don't follow but have a tangential interest in? For example, I listen to the music from Final Fantasy XIV a lot but have no interest in the actual game. <sighs> um, let me think about this one for a second. Um... For, for me, it seems like if I have, if I like anything from a certain product, I'm pretty inclined to go check out that product in general. Yeah, I'm kind of so the same I'll way. So I'll usually go do that. There are things that I've really liked parts of and then went to go, like, experience the whole thing and didn't really like the whole thing. But there's nothing that I've, I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd probably say I'm along the same lines as you. Usually if there's something that I'm like, ooh, this this has piqued my interest, I'll check out, like, the full property or whatever. And maybe I won't check out the full thing, but I'll be like, oh, this, this like, caught me but lost me or whatever. But no, nothing in particular is coming to mind. So there are plenty of there are plenty of video games, actually, for me that I like the soundtracks to. I don't necessarily like listen to them all the time, but I like them, but I don't like the games at all. Like, 
Here's a hot take for everybody. I I like the Zelda music a lot in a lot of Zelda games, and yeah. I just like really don't like Zelda in general as a as a series. I I, I can understand that. Um, I I've not really played a full Zelda game. I played like little bits and pieces of like different ones, and they seem like pretty just generic fantasy story, but they do have great soundtracks. Yeah. I mean, and it's not like I dislike all of them. I like A Link to the Past, and I like Ocarina of Time, and I like Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. I like that one, too. That's that's one of my favorites of, like, the older ones that I've played. I also like it because everybody hates that one. <laughs> I, I think... It, I, I don't know what about it I like. I just think it's fun. I like no, going out and grinding slime. Me, too. Um... Yeah, thanks for the questions, Pierre. Now let's get on to the 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 meaty questions, the ones that are related to Scooby Doo. Okay. First off, from Julia. Oh, thanks, Julia. Yeah, thanks. Any uh, hello, Scooby Masters. I don't know if I'd call Thomas here a Scooby Master, Dev- but oh, no. no. Uh, in your I opinion, like which of the Scooby Gang is the most developed character with the most backstory? Mm, that would probably be a question more well tailored for you. Um, I can say, I don't know. It, it kind of depends on the version from what I've like noticed. Like, it seems like some versions, like I would say like Daphne, cause like they've tried to like rework her character a lot in like kind of recent years. But I don't know. doesn't like Shaggy go off to war in one of the new series. Like, in between seasons. I don't know if he goes off to war, I, but I haven't seen all the series, but I would I would say it's Shaggy, um, just because he has a lot of backstory, and there's things that, like, only he's in, or, like, like there are some movies that only he and Scooby are in, and it just seems like, in general, he'll get the most screen time, and a lot of the movies, like, he's the center point. Yeah. Or, like, he's more... He's... It's more inclined to have him as the center point than the other members. So I'd, I'd pretty easily say Shaggy. Um, Scooby's there a lot, obviously, but he doesn't get, like, backstory a whole lot. And except they when they do, go to Duville. Consistent. That's true. <laughs> like, hold on, this, jumping ahead a bit here, when they, like, in one episode, they're like, this is Scooby's parents. And then in the next episode, here's Scooby's <laughs> parents episode. again. And it's just like, wait a minute. These aren't the same people that were in the last episode. I mean, it could theoretically work because they did age in between. They and aged like, so One of them is years. white, though. And I'm like, did, did her fur go what? It's very strange. It was strange. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Um... Do you think Daphne and Fred are a good romantic pairing? Mm, not really. Not from what I've seen. I think it's always been kind of forced. Um, and I don't think that they have much real chemistry from what I've seen. But I'm going to have to disagree here. Gonna have to slam my fucking gavel down. Um, I, I actually do agree that I think a lot of the early stuff uh, feels pretty forced, but I think that kind of goes into some of the like 
theming of Scooby-Doo as a whole that's about, like, a bunch of, like, random-ass, sometimes misguided teenagers, and they feel like some of them are just playing the parts that they were dealt. So Fred and Daphne at times feel like they need to do this kind of thing. But I do think it feels more natural later on in some of the series. Um, I just think that it would depend on the series. I, I do think they're I like the romantic pairing of them, usually, though. Some series I like them less than others, but overall, I would say yes, they are. But I get why some people would say no, they're not. Mm. I'm not like a stan for Daphne and Fred. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's here's a good one. Who are your favorite Scooby-Doo villains? Uh, let's see... The bully kid from a pup named Scooby Doo. I can't remember the character's name because I haven't Fuck, watched it. I've in so only many seen years. like three episodes of a pup named Scooby Doo. There's like this like kind of like redheaded bully kid who like Fred every episode he's like, It's this kid, I know it's him, it's gotta be him. And then they're like, Fred, come on, it's not him. Name one time it's ever been him. But uh Yeah. So let me see. I like Ah, uh, fuck. It's been so long since I've watched, like, the original series. So, give me a second. Um, I won't know any of their names. Uh, I always liked that, like, kind of, like, ghost face looking one that had, like, the rattling chains. I remember liking that one as a kid. Uh, let's see. The, uh, the scuba diver one was pretty, pretty decent. Captain Cutler? Probably. He's great. Yeah. Um. Wasn't there, like, a chicken monster that they had to, like, fight in one episode? Or, like, not a real chicken monster, but, like, a... Probably? There are a lot of things that I don't really remember all that well. Mm. But... I need to rewatch the original series really badly. I don't think I've ever seen season three of it. I've, I think I've only seen season one and two. Yeah, I've I've probably only seen stuff from season one and two of it. Um, I just watched whatever like played on Boomerang as a kid or what I had on like my VHS collection. But uh, yeah, I'll go with I'll I like go with that. Space Kook. He's pretty cool. I always really liked Black Knight. He's, he's pretty, I, uh, pretty iconic. I, I think it's just... I, yeah, I think it's just mostly because I think it's such a great first episode of, like, such a leviathan of an entertainment thing now. Yeah. Um, I like... Uh, I'm pretty sure they have a Mr. Hyde in the original series. I remember liking him. And a ghost, obviously, because mm-hmm. I like his funny laugh. That's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of reminds me of the ghost, the the laugh in uh, Wrong Turn. And I, I love Minor Forty Niner. I don't know what it is. I think it's his big beard. I've always really liked Minor Forty Niner. Hmm. Um, and then some some things from like not the original series. I really like um, fucking Phantom Virus from. Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. No, oh, yeah. It's not, like, one of my favorite of the movies, but I really like him as a villain. Um, 
I really like the fucking clown guy from the the beginning of uh, the live action Scooby Doo. I can't remember what his name was. Oh yeah, I, I know. What you're I think I just about. really like that sequence where <laughs> Matthew Lillard's like skateboarding with Scooby Doo. Yeah, <laughs> hiding in a barrel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also really like the San Francisco from uh, What's New Scooby-Doo. There's quite a few What's New Scooby-Doo ones that I like, but none, none of them are quite as memorable as the originals. Yeah, I remember... The main thing I remember from that series is, like... I remember, like, they do, like, one of those, like, Houses of the Future type episodes. Um, yep. Uh, I remember, like, the Vampire Trio... Uh, the Hex Girls, yep, they yeah. come back. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think, like, there's like a mummy episode I remember. Oh, there is an episode where they go to um, Japan and Shaggy uh, is convinced that he's turning into a Godzilla-like monster. <laughs> um, that episode's fantastic. Huh. Yeah, no, I don't think I ever saw that one. That episode's really fucking good. Um, yeah, thanks, thanks for that question. I really like that question. Okay, what about this one? Okay, I don't know how much, how many eras you've seen, but what series slash era has your favorite character designs for the Scooby Yang? <clears throat> Probably what's new Scooby-Doo. I would probably say the same thing. Yeah. Mystery Incorporated, while I like what I've seen of that series, uh, like the writing seems really good. I'm not a huge fan of like the character designs. I don't hate it by any means, but it's like not my favorite. Yeah, like, I, I like them fine, but I would say that What's New Scooby-Doo is, like, the perfect interpretation of, like, the original designs. Because they're pretty much just, like, jumping forward from the original series and just kind of refining and tweaking a lot of things. Yeah. So I'd probably say What's New Scooby-Doo. However, I do fucking love Red Shirt Shaggy. <laughs> red, red, yeah, I wish that they would put him in that red shirt more often. Yeah, he hasn't been in the red shirt in 32 years. I know. I was hoping that they were going to, like, have a scene in the, like, Curse of the 13th Ghost movie yeah. where he was going to, like, put it on. But no, they reference it, but they don't They don't put him yeah. in. Like, Jaggy, you're not wearing a red shirt! It's like, why? Like, I don't know. I... I, when I Whenever I think of Shaggy, I think of either the green or red shirt. Because I grew up watching a lot of, like the movies obviously like reluctant werewolf and i don't think he wears the red shirt and boo brothers he might i can't remember but uh um i can't remember off the top of my yeah no i think he, he does he does wear the red shirt because it was always weird because on the poster he has a green shirt oh yes and i remember seeing the poster and be like why the fuck does he have a green shirt on the poster i'm watching the movie right now i can see he has a red shirt um, but yeah, so bring back the red shirt, bring back red shirt. Um, okay. And final question from Julia. Oh God. Hold on. Oh, 
what franchise do you want to see Scooby-Doo crossover with? Which is funny because we answered this like last episode. Yeah, Lupin. I think we said Lupin. Are there any other cro- like series that you would want to see them crossover with? For, for instance, Family Guy? Um, I think another anime here, Detective Conan, would work really well with uh, Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Lupin versus Detective Conan versus Shaggy. Well, it's Shaggy, just Shaggy wins. Shaggy, like Shaggy's, you know, all powerful. So, he, Shaggy could be Goku in a fight. Let's be honest. I, I, I unironically agree. Um, <laughs> he could definitely. Okay, actually, who do you think would out not eat the strength, other? Out each. That's exactly what I was about to say. I would say Shaggy. <laughs> <sighs> Uh, that would be a great. Actually, I want that crossover. There we go. That's the cross. I want Dragon Ball. <laughs> That'd actually be kind of a fun crossover. Yeah. <laughs> Goku and Shaggy just be like eating. It's like they just have. Velma would be like freaking out because people are shooting laser beams, and she's like, "How are they doing that?" <laughs> yeah. And just- Fred, will Fred would be like, "I can defeat Broly with my net." <laughs> he somehow does. Yeah. <laughs> I'd watch that. I'd watch that crossover. And Daphne fucking hits somebody with a car. Hell yeah. Runs over uh, Majin Buu. There you go. Yeah. There we go. Okay. And then we have some questions from Hinatea. Love of my life. Here we go. All right. What are your favorite traits of each gang member? Go. Oh, man. Um, Alright. I like Shaggy and I like the fact like even though like it didn't stick around throughout all the years, I really like that they made his character like vegetarian for like a pretty decent chunk of time when uh, Casey Kasem, is that his name? Uh, Well, I like that they had done that. I felt like it was like just a nice bit of like nuanced character writing that just like wasn't necessary, but it it like added a lot, you know. Uh, but I liked that from Shaggy. Uh, let's see. I I don't know. <laughs> They're all just very simple characters. I like that Fred went to cheerleading camp in Curse of the 13th Ghost. <laughs> I thought that that yeah. was pretty pretty funny, and like I said, adds a bit of, like, layers to his character. Um, I like... Oh, man. What does Velma do in any of, like... I, just, <laughs> I like that Velma wears glasses. <laughs> yeah, Velma is smart girl. I like... <laughs> um, yeah, I like that she's a skeptic, like... I don't know. I feel like that's very important for the group dynamic. Um, I like that Daphne in like recent years has become a much stronger character. You know, she can kick ass. Much, much stronger character. I like that she can kick ass and she has developed her own kind of like personality independent of being just like the one who gets kidnapped all the time. And I think we have, like, the movie, the live-action movies to thank for that, probably, because they, like, 
that was like her kind of big character arc in those movies. Yeah. Uh, so I like I like that about Daphne, and I like that Scrappy is a pup supremacist, puppy power. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, Jesus Christ. No, uh, I like that he is tough. I like that he's not afraid, even though he's small. I don't know. I'm working with very little here. Uh, what about Scooby? Scooby is scared, but I'm. I like that he always puts his fans above his own fear. <laughs> yeah. When was that Reagan? Was that Reagan that came on television, or was that yeah? Nixon? It I was Reagan. It was Reagan. Yeah. And I, it was a good time. I, that whole episode, I was just like, I just watched Scooby Does Hollywood, where they do this exact same arc. Yeah. <laughs> but. Yeah, so there we right. go. Um, here's mine. Wait, what's your favorite thing about Flim Flam? <laughs> His big head. It's <laughs> a giant head. It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. His hands are sometimes really big too. <laughs> and his um, magical cure-all juice that he like has that just fixes whatever situation, whether it's curing werewolves or fueling a plane. It's melting snow. It's multi-purpose. Here's my breaking out the big guns for these character analysis. <laughs> um, so Scooby and Shaggy, I actually like pretty similar things about them. Um, it happens a lot in the movies and it's happened a lot in the series where they'll get captured or they'll get really scared or their friends will get captured and they're always the ones that like more often than not, they're the ones that will save them or they're the ones that will distract them. Like they're always at the forefront. So even though I, and I have this thing where I'm like so obsessed with telling everybody that although Shaggy and Scooby are like the most afraid outwardly, I think that really they're the most brave out of any of them because they're always the ones at the forefront and they never, almost never like back down unless they get like severe PTSD. Yeah. Which happens a lot in the movies. <laughs> yeah. Um, or even in the show. Yeah, it's, it's, they need to go to a therapist. Um, <laughs> Daphne, I would say the same thing. I think she's really versatile as a character in recent years. Um, she's really grown into her own. She can do a lot of things now. I think early on she was fine. I think that she like had her place. But although I like the original series a lot, I think that looking at the characters in the original series, they literally are one note. But as it's progressed, they at least have branched out to still fill their boxes, but at least reach into other boxes a little bit as well. Mm -hmm. Velma, I really, I really, really like how she's the, the member of the crew that like keeps their ideals the most. Like, she's not just a skeptic, she's, like, hardcore. She's like, I know I'm not gonna do it, to the point where she's, like, freaking out about it. Yeah. I think it's, uh, I think it's pretty fun. Um, and good old, good old Fred. Uh, I love his obsession with traps. It, it really, obviously, it's been obvious since the beginning, but, like, Mystery Incorporated really turned that into overdrive, and a lot of Mystery Incorporated has lasted on through the movies, like, those same character, um, 
growths that Fred has are in the films. So it's kind of the same thing in this. Mm. Um, and Scrappy, I love his, I love his can-do attitude. And Flim Flam, I love that he has just pockets that are pretty much voids that he can just keep anything in. It's pretty epic. I wish I had void pockets. Me too. It'd be really useful. All right. Uh, another question. If you were to create your own Scooby-Doo movie, what would be the central plot? Slash mystery. Oh, man. Um... I would probably... I don't know. You can give me a second here. I'd probably want to, like, do, like, a blend with, like, a horror movie I like or something, seeing how they seem to have, like, lots of franchise crossovers anyway. <laughs> Maniac Cop! <laughs> that would be a weird one, but I, I, I would not be above watching that. I would love to see, uh, like, maybe... This would be a weird one, but honestly, I'd love for them to, like, check out, like, the Candyman myth. <laughs> Yo, Tony Todd murders Daphne. <laughs> that would be that would be a pretty good episode. He murders Scrappy. There you go. The, yeah, there we go. We can have a disposable character in there. <laughs> but yeah, that would that would be an interesting one. Uh, it'd be supernatural, obviously. So like, Velma would be like going insane the whole episode, but it'd be good. Maybe it ends like. Spoiler alert, kind of. Not, like, a super big spoiler alert for Candyman, but, uh... You know, like, how, like, halfway through the movie, there's, like, that, like, gang member who's going around with a hook posing as Candyman? Yeah. Maybe, like, at the Turns end of the out, film, they, like, they're like, oh... It was Vance, Vincent Van Gogh the whole time. <gasps> <laughs> but, um... I don't know. What would I want? I feel like I'd either want something really large scale or really small scale. <laughs> like, I kind of want another just Shaggy and Scooby mystery. Reluctant that's like Werewolf really dumb. I would love a Reluctant Werewolf too. But if it was my own, I honestly would think it would be really funny if it was just like, Okay, this time it's personal, and they have to investigate it themselves because, like, all the pizza places in their town are being, like, robbed by, like, a monster. <laughs> and they're like, that's it. And they're like, <laughs> they show no signs of fear because they're really, really angry. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a pretty good one. Or even, yeah, you can actually have the whole gang, but it's just Shaggy and Scooby literally are just at the front lines this time. They're like, this is what we're going to do. We're going to catch this guy, and I'm going to beat him up. <laughs> yeah, hell hath no fury like a furious Shaggy. Um, okay, here's a good question. Why do you think the Scooby-Doo franchise has stayed beloved for so long? Um, it's very simple. Um, like, you can do a decent amount with it, and it's, like, you can kind of hop in at any point, like, it's very accessible, and 
I feel like it's like that it rides that nice line of being like suitable for like young children, but also like tolerable for adults who have to watch it. So by tolerable, do you mean incredibly engaging and the greatest thing you could ever watch? Um, I'm just thinking about like the typical like yeah mindset, <laughs> but that I I would probably say like that. Yeah, no, I'd probably agree, and I think that they really nailed it with the characters they made. Um, I think that most of them are pretty timeless, and the only ones they really need to work on are like Daphne, and they have successfully. They're able to successfully like make their characters grow, but make them uh, recognizable enough. And then they just bring in a heavy hitter. They bring in a talking dog. It's like, now I gotta watch the show. Um, but at the, at the central theming, who doesn't, you know, the things that will speak to every generation. Meddlesome kids defying authority and solving crimes. What, you know? That will always speak to the youth. Oh, absolutely. And finally, what would be the first thing you would recommend someone to watch if they've never seen Scooby-Doo? Um, hmm, probably, I'm trying to think, I would, I would personally want to pick one that leans towards the less supernatural, but probably like one of the movies, but most of the movies focus on the supernatural from what I've seen. I mean, that's only really like three or four of the movies. Well, it's like like the entire original trilogy of like Boo's Brothers through Reluctant Werewolf and Ghoul School. You're right. And then Zombie Island and then the Alien one and then uh, Oh, that's about Aliens. I mean, yeah, I mean, but it, it it's not, like, technically yeah, no, supernatural, but it's not, like, a guy in a suit. Um, honestly, I feel like a pup named Scooby-Doo is not a bad starting point. It really sticks to that dynamic. Uh, but probably, I, I would say, like, maybe Cyber Chase, but that movie is, like, a lot of, like, fan service, like, oh... Look at, like, the classic Scooby-Doo era. Uh, True. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Probably maybe even just the original series. I mean. Yeah, I'd say either the original or... I think What's New Scooby-Doo is a pretty great starting point as well. Yeah. I could um, maybe or, or anything from that quadrilogy of like Zombie Island. Uh, personally, I think would be fine. Yeah, like there's definitely like some dated stuff to every Scooby Doo series in terms of like yeah. the tone, but they're pretty easy to work through once you like get used to it. Yeah, definitely. All right, and that's that. Does it for the the questions? All right. Thank you, everyone, for sending in questions. And let's get started on talking about the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo with Vincent Price. Yeah. You love that guy. I do. He's great. Um, And uh, he's definitely, like, in my opinion, the highlight of the show. I really enjoy (laughs) Um, having him around. Are you sure Susan Blue isn't the 
highlight. Who? Susan Blue. She voiced Flim Flam. <laughs> oh. No. <laughs> Your favorite character. Uh, no, definitely Vincent Brace. Um, yeah. So, yeah, this, so what, do you know the story behind, like, were they going to do a movie originally to, like, wrap it up or, like, what, why, why, why did they leave just one ghost? That's, I, I don't, (laughs) I don't know. I was trying to find this. Uh, It was just like, huh. Okay, hold on. But, yeah, this is... So, hold on. So, usually the seasons would run about 26 episodes. So, this was technically only like half a season, but then it got retooled to be part of uh, Laugh Olympics, which was a, like, uh, pretty much a repackaging of, like, old animated stuff, including, like, the original Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the hiatus, I think the original plan was to bring back 13 ghosts. I'm not sure what they would be doing. I think maybe just a couple episodes to wrap it up, but instead they're like, nope, we're rehauling it. We're overhauling it. And then they made a pup named Scooby-Doo. Mm. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Well. Yeah, interesting. Maybe maybe at the beginning of, like, the second half they were going to do, they were going to have it so the chest opened again, and they would have to recapture all the first 12 ghosts. Um, there was also debate early on on whether they had captured 11 or 12, because they weren't sure if the captain of that ship was one of the ghosts or not, because it's never, like, said... Mm. But he was, so... Yeah. Okay. So they got 12, and then... Yeah. And then they just waited a thousand years. 34 years, you know. Just a quick little jump, skip around. (laughs) I wonder how many, like, hardcore, like... 13 Ghost of Scooby-Doo fans died waiting for the (laughs) follow-up. Man. I'm I'm glad I don't, like, care about when they, like, finish off things. I don't think that they, like, ruin memory. Because I know a lot of people, like, I've talked to people personally that have been like, I hate, I hate the curse of the 13th go it ruins the series. I'm like, oh, huh? I obviously, we'll get to that when we talk about the movie, but I just, I'm just baffled by that, because I'm like, I don't, I don't get that. But Yeah. Um. Also, why are you such a diehard fan of fucking the 13 ghosts of Scooby-Doo? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I like it. Spoiler, but. I'm not gonna like die for it. It's no what's new Scooby Doo. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, I guess let's just dive into it. So Shaggy is <laughs> dive into it. So Shaggy is flying the gang to Honolulu, but not really. Uh, turns out because Scooby can't fucking read a map, and for some reason they thought giving the fucking map to a dog was a good idea. 
Yeah, so they end up in uh in fucking the Himalayas. That's where it is, right? And remember, wait, before before we let's just go over one more time that uh in this series Fred and Velma are not there. Instead, they're on this ship they're flying. It's Scooby, Scrappy, Shaggy and Daphne. Yep. Uh But yes, they they're they're in the Himalayas. And they... How do they crash? Does something happen? Oh, Yeah, the ghosts uh, fuck with them. Weird and Bogle. Yeah. Um, I'd never bothered to learn their names. What were they? Weird and Bogle. Okay, is Bogle the one with the hand head? Yeah. Okay. The one that just looks like he has a a glove on his head. Yeah, okay. And just in case you guys were curious, Daphne has a completely different, like, design in this series yeah she's got like i kind of like her kind of like her hair in this yeah i like her hair um some Um, of her outfits are kind of weird though yeah but for the most part i like their redesigns fine red shirt shaggy yeah red shirt shaggy uh but yeah so there's a couple ghosts weird and Bogle. Bogle. And they tell us that we, we learn that there is this chest in this temple yeah. that is filled with 13 ghosts, like demon ghosts pretty much, and they it can only be opened by the living. So they're gonna make this plane crash and trick these these dum-dums into opening the chest. So they make the plane crash. Yep. And uh, so it crashes right into town as they are chasing out this young boy named Flim Flam because he is a con artist, but he's got... He kind of reminded me of Thomas Griffin. Yeah, no. Anyway, so <laughs> he's he's got like this magic potion that he's selling to people or something. I don't know, but the townspeople are fed up and they're like, get out of here. But then, obviously the plane crashes, picks up flim flam and uh crashes like in front of the temple so they're like oh you know then they try to arrest them yeah so like the townspeople come and arrest them and they're basically like all right we're sentencing you to get out of this town by sundown they're like yeah sure just let us gas up our plane and we'll leave and they're like i plane or not you guys got to be out of here by sundown it's like okay so they go back to the temple to find that their plane is missing and tracks indicate that it was dragged into the temple. But one of the ghosts, uh, Weirdo, is that his name? Just Weird. Weird. Weird and Bobble. Okay, so Weird locked the door and he's incapable of unlocking it. So <laughs> we go to town. Yeah, because he uh, Flim Flam, he's like, I know a mystic here. Let's go. So, they go to, like, this hotel, and, uh, they find, uh, Vincent Van Gool, who is played by Vincent Price, uh, and he's basically like, oh, this town is full of werewolves, uh, you guys probably want to get out of here, so, they, like, try to flee, but they basically, like, the townspeople have figured out they figured out that they were werewolves so they're like we can't let them leave now so they like force them to stay uh daphne drinks this drink that turns her into a werewolf and then uh 
like there's a vampire who's singing to all the ghouls I loved and Scooby kind of starts to sing with him but they all like transform into werewolves during the song and then they quickly get out of there by fleeing to the sewers where they take Daphne with them but she's obviously a werewolf at this point so Flim Flam gives her some of her some of his potion which turns her to normal and then they're like great let's let's head for the temple so they go there and uh weird and bogle have since just put a giant hole in the door <laughs> since they were unable to unlock it uh so they go inside <laughs> and they split up because the plane is like not in the main area and uh all of the werewolves like get inside where Flim Flam then cures them and starts like selling his bottles of potion. Meanwhile, Scooby and Shaggy have wandered off downstairs where uh, Weird and Bogle have like set up this like game show for them that uh, I forget the name of the game show that it's like basically ripping off, but like the behind curtain number one this could be your prize or it could be this one or this one and they basically get the option between a really nice dog house the plane or the mystery box and of course they take the mystery box which is actually just the demon chest and they open it and Vincent Van Gogh had like shown up like last minute to try to stop this from happening no don't do it but they they had already opened it and let all the ghosts out. And they're like, what do we win? And it's like, oh, 13 demon ghosts. There you go. So, basically, Vincent explains to them. He's like, look, you guys open the chest, which means that you guys are the only people who can actually put them back into the chest. And I, I don't know, like, how literal that is, because it seems like sometimes it's like Scooby holding the chest, and then sometimes it's like a flim flam, and it's just like... Alright, whatever. I mean, this show obviously has little for consistency, seeing how Scooby has two different sets of parents. Uh, maybe some of them are adopted. Maybe. You ever think about that one? Perhaps. <laughs> maybe. He's, he just, uh, Scooby was, like, part of a lot of, like, foster families growing up, so he goes and visits all of them. Uh, but, so, yeah, so they, uh, basically, like, we're like, okay, well, I, they're obviously like, Scooby's like, no, no, I'm not going to do this. But Vince Van Gogh's like, yes, you kind of have to, or else the world's going to be destroyed. So they basically get in their plane, and uh, Flim Flam's joining them. He fills up their, uh, you know, uh, tank with some of his magic potion, and they fly to the next location. That's the first episode. It's just liquid heroin. <laughs> Alright, the next episode is, uh... Scubra Kadubra. Scubra Kadubra. Uh, and basically... With Maldor! Yes, Maldor the Malevolent. So, yeah, this one, they're basically, like, going to a haunted castle. Uh, they drive there, and, uh... They get there pretty much, and immediately, like, the demon is looking for this magical wand. I forget the specific name of it, but he's like, ah, oh, the wand of something. And he basically, like, captures them and puts 
them in a jail cell with like the wizard that lives there and he's like oh i wouldn't tell him where my magical wand is and they're like well is there a way to escape from here and he's like oh no absolutely not i've tried and they're like what about that big exit door over there he's like oh i missed that <laughs> so they just walk straight out and then uh scooby and shaggy go to the kitchen to go you know eat some stuff and then Meanwhile, while this is going on, we know that there's, like, a princess that's, like, in a, like, sleep spell. Like, sleeping beauty. And then Daphne gets captured by, a uh, Maldor, and he does, like, the same thing to her. Uh, well, while Scooby and Shaggy are in the kitchen, they're, like, stirring a pot of stew with the magical wand... Mm-hmm. And it's because like, it looks like a ladle. Yeah. And I knew from the very beginning, as soon as I saw that, I'm like, that just looks like a ladle. I bet they're going to have some funny shenanigans with that one. Yeah, so they, uh, they're, like, stirring the pot, and, like, animals jump out of it, and it's like, oh, weird. And then basically, like, they, like, go into the next room, and they see, like, that Daphne's been put down, and they're like, oh, shit. And he's like, there, that's the wand I need. So, like, Scooby goes outside and has a little wizard battle with him. Um, while, uh, like, Shaggy, Flim Flam, and Scrappy try to wake Daphne up. Uh, nothing's working, though. But, so basically, Scooby defeats Maldor. Uh, he, like, turns into a fly. And, uh, Maldor, like, turns into a frog. And they're, like, going at it for a little while. And I think it's... I think it's Flim Flam who comes out with the chest and ends up, like, capturing him. I believe so, yes. Yeah. So, they get him in the chest. Uh, and, yeah, so basically they go inside and the wizard's like, Oh, no! Both the princess and Daphne are still asleep. Only the kiss of a Danish prince will awake them. And then Scooby comes in. They're like, Scooby's a great Dane. He's got, like, the prince clothes on. He has a sword. Yeah, and they're like, well, it's worth a try. And he, he licks them and they wake up and all's well that ends well. That's that episode. Um, I like this episode. I thought, I thought it was gonna be like, I kind of liked how this one was set because I liked, like, the big wizard battle. I thought all of them were going to be, like, this kind of scale. And some of them are. But, uh... Yeah. Yeah, this this show has a really strange problem. Not even necessarily a problem, but, like... It scales very strange, because it'll just jump back and forth with its scaling. Yeah. Uh, Um... I think this I, I we didn't really say anything, but I do I do not like the first episode very much. Um, yeah, I, I wasn't a huge I, fan of the first episode either. I think it's pretty. Uh, I think maybe it would have worked better if it was two episodes, but I think it's just like everything goes by so fast, nothing really means anything in it, and they're trying to like do a bunch like they're having this. If it was just like okay, it's gonna be. The chess thing, that's fine. But then they also introduced Flim Flam, and then they also were like, they're werewolves! And then, but then they're only werewolves for, like, four minutes. Yeah. Uh, um, but this episode, I was like, okay, this is an improvement. I like the the funny ladle stuff. Um, there was, like, a fucking elephant. So when they were stirring the pot, things started jumping out, and then a fucking elephant came out of the fucking pot. 
Yeah. Like, there was some really fun stuff in this episode, I would say. Yeah. Um, and then, hold on. I want to see a picture of all the 13 ghosts, because I, uh... Maldor, there, some of the designs of the ghosts, I think, are really bad. Um, I like Maldor okay, though. Yeah. I like his funny scarf. He has, like, these big horns. <laughs> he's, he's pretty goofy, but I, I like him enough. Um, yeah, definitely a lot more, uh, like, I don't know. I like his design a lot more than some of the other ones they show, that's for sure. <laughs> Uh, so what was the third episode you watched? Huh? Because what was the third episode you watched? Because on Wikipedia, it's saying me and my shadow demon. But so like that was when it was originally airing. That was the third episode that came out, apparently. But like on Boomerang, that's like the 10th episode. Oh, um, the next episode I watched was the shadow demon episode. Okay. Very interesting. I don't know why Boomerang... I wonder if they changed it around when they released it on DVD. It's very strange. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because the, the next one I watched was That's Monstertainment. Oh, Which I think is the... F- that's episode five, according to the Wikipedia. Yeah. And then Reflections in a Ghoulish Eye is episode fucking five for me it's very very strange so we'll just go with wikipedia but this is not the order i did and i think the scaling is a little better in the order i watched i want to say yeah i because i think that scuba scuba cadubra goes into that's monstertainment pretty well mm. um and then it slowly scales back and then scales up more so maybe that's what they were trying to do but anyway me and my shadow demon. Um, yeah, so... There's a shadow demon. <laughs> yeah, a lot of these episodes are very, very, very simple. So they, like... So they're, like, lured... So they're just driving through some foggy woods. A shadow demon starts, like, fucking with them. Uh, it steals the chest, doesn't it? Yes, it steals the chest. So, like, we gotta go get it back. Yeah, so they end up at this house with this old lady who's got a giant pet spider, and she's like named. What was its name? Was it Win? Oh, I, Wilfred? I, or I, I don't was... remember. Um, Fuck! I I laughed at the name. I'm like, what the? <laughs> it has a funny top. It's in a tuxedo. Yeah. Uh, oh. Whoa. Whoa. Anyway, so. uh... What's it called? So they like, so they're like, we need to get into that castle. So they like put in like some mice, like they let in some pests and they pretend to be like pest control. And then Vincent the whole time is like, oh no, I've got to warn them that that place is a maze and whoever has entered has never escaped alive. So is this the one where his, uh, his like crystal ball wasn't working correctly? Yeah, I think so. So he's like, I gotta go there myself. Yes, yes, it was. Um, so he starts his trek towards that castle. So meanwhile, they're all inside. Immediately, like after they like get away from the old lady, it's revealed that she's actually like 
A Queen Morbidia. Yeah, Queen Morbidia. She's actually, like, sexy and not old. Yeah, she's, like, modeled off of the... Uh, Elvira. Elvira. Uh, or maybe not... Or I guess probably Elvira at this point. I know that there is, like, the uh, original one who is, like, in Plan 9 from Outer Space that, like, Elvira... Like, kind of took major inspiration from. Oh, I do not know this. Um, let me look up her name specifically. Uh, yes. Uh, her name was Myla Nermi. But, yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. So, uh, they're, they're having, like, a convention for, like, ghosts, pretty much, and ghouls. Um, Vampyra was her, like, Vampyra. By the way, like, for her show, the Vampyra show. So, the more you know. Anyway, um, I only know that because of the Ed Wood movie. Ah, da 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 So, yeah, so basically... I'm sure this is probably, like, modeled after Elvira, though, since this was made in the 80s. But, uh, anyway, so they basically, like, get lost down in the maze where, like, they find the shadow demon and it turns out to belong to, like, this, like, warlock magician guy who lives there. And he's like, ah, I can't go through walls, but my shadow demon can. And I stole the chest I needed your help. Yeah. Yeah, so they've locked me down here and I can't get out. So basically... He wants them to capture uh, Morbidia for them, so. There. She's also like, give me that chest! Yeah, so they she sends her spider guy after them. They run away, they end up, like, trying to They go. have the classic, they have the classic chase tune in this. Oh, yes. Which is the only time they have it in this series, I believe. Yeah. Um, uh, this, this whole episode actually reminded me of, like, the original series quite a bit, whenever they're down in the crypts and stuff. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so the dude is like, here, I'll lead you downstairs. I know exactly where to go, but they end up going upstairs. And he's like, oh, I must have made a wrong turn somewhere. And the spider's busting through the door, and they're about to die. But then Vincent shows up with his magic flying carpet. They all hop on, but it turns out to be too heavy, so they, like, fall. And then they basically get, like, chased out to the cliff's edge by all the monsters but then they, like, stall with a St. Alon song, and, uh... <laughs> yeah. And Scooby's, like, is this the part where Scooby's just staring at the words? He's like, Yeah, I think so. Fuck? He's like, what the fuck's going on? He's, like, watching the little, like, bouncing ball that's on top of it, but, uh... Yeah. Er- earlier on, there was also a little dance and sing where they were dancing with the shadow demon. Be like, me and my shadow demon! Yeah, they did that part earlier. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they do this little St. Alone song, and then they stall until the sun rises when they're all weak, and then they offer... Morbidia, the chest to go and hide it from the sun in, which she jumps into, and that's a wrap on that one. The three ghosts down. And yeah, well, basically... What'd you think of this episode? I thought it was okay. Like, I didn't really, like... I wasn't like, yes, this episode was great. Um, it's not... It's one of the alright ones. I, I like the spider a lot. 
and I thought the Shadow like Demon was pretty pretty fun. I like that musical number that they do with him. Uh, yeah. But yeah, aside aside from that, not not really a whole lot of thoughts on it. I like right. Flim Flam and Scooby steal Vincent's magic carpet and both of his crystal balls to go get them fixed at the end of the episode because they're like, oh, we'll, we'll go straight down to the repair shop. And he's like, God damn it! Got a Flim Flam, you bitch! But, uh... Yeah, so that's that episode. I would... So if I had to rank them so far out of, like, the four we've covered, or the three we've covered, um, probably it'd be episode two for the top spot, this one, and then episode one. What, Scoobra's Kadubra, me and my Shadow Demon to all the ghouls I've loved before? I'd say the same thing, actually. All right. Uh, so next is Reflections in a Ghoulish Eye, which was the fifth episode for me. Yes. Which is very strange, but... Um, so they're at, like, a ghost convention. Um. Yeah, well, the Ghost Chaser Convention in Marrakesh, Morocco. Ooh. Yeah, so, um, basically, like, they check into the hotel, and they basically go straight from to the convention from there, because the dude... The lobby boy is like, okay, it's not going to be open quite yet because the like maids are up there doing their final cleaning touches. So like, all right, so they go to the convention, but while the maids are in there, uh, weird and uh, oh fuck, glovehead. I can't remember his name. I know it starts with a B, but that's all I got. Um, so weird and glovehead, they like put in the magical mirror ghost in there. They're helping him out because they want to join like the League of Evil Ghosts, I guess. Whatever the fuck it's called. But, uh... So they're like, yeah, we'll put this mirror ghost in here and it ends up like sucking up one of the maids thinking it's one of the gang by mistake. And then the maid freaks out and basically goes and tells the lobby boy. And then when they get back to the room, they're like, basically like, you stay here. We're going to call the cops and arrest you. Because obviously you did this. So they flee and go back to the convention. Meanwhile, uh, Glovehead and Weird are like basically carrying the mirror out there. Uh, Glovehead and Weird? <laughs> I, could, I couldn't remember his name. I know it starts with a B. <laughs> I think it's Boggle or Bogle. Bogle. I think it's Bogle. Yeah, Boggle's the the fucking game. Yeah, here, let me. I'm looking at my thumbnail sketch right now. So I'll write that right next to his stupid fucking head, Bogle. Wait, don't forget it's it. Bogle. Okay. Ah. So, uh, what's it called? Yeah. So basically, um. Flim Flam gets, like, a super vacuum from a guy. He haggles him down from, like, what was it, $4,000 to free? Yeah. At first, he's like, all right, I'll give you a buck. I'll give you a buck fifty. But then the guy's scared and is about to run. He's like, you can just have it for free! Yeah. So, basically, um... Yeah. So, there's a huge ruckus going on. All the people at the paranormal convention are trying to chase out, uh... Scooby and company because they're causing a big mess. They like knock over a bunch of crystal balls. It's like this nerdy guy who like joins them for a little bit who's like a big fan of Scooby Doo. Oh, uh, wow, Scooby Doo! Yeah, 
And, uh... Yeah, basically they get sucked into the mirror world. And, uh... I really like the animation in the mirror world. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. There's some really fun, fun shots and stuff in there. And they're like, oh, we need to get out. I forget how they get out. The, I don't... It's... I'm trying to remember. I... It, it's some deus ex machina shit. I remember that. Um, but I'm trying to... I know I remember, like... Let me just skip to it real quick. Um, bu- 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 they get sucked in. Oh. Um, yeah, they have, like, some magic amulet that Daphne gets where she's like, I can't read this. It's oh, yeah, some random guy came up to her and was like, you'll need this! Yeah. And then she's like, what do you want? And it, she thought it was in another language, but when they get in the mirror, she's like, oh, wait, I can read it now. It was just it mirrored. Yeah. And then she says it, and it traps the demon, and they can get out. Yeah, and then the demon's starting to come out of the mirror, but Flim Flam has his vacuum, which he sucks it up in, and then he just tosses it into the uh, into the chest, and they call it good. And they get the fuck out of there, because I'm pretty sure they're wanted criminals by that point. <laughs> they, yep. they get the maid out, by the way. But They do get the maid out. I'm pretty sure they, they're still considered a public disturbance, so they leave. Uh, and yeah, that's that episode. Um, yeah, I wasn't a huge fan of this one. I would probably put it above the ghouls you love. Or yeah, all the no, ghouls I, I, love I like this one. A decent amount. I, I mostly just... I like the demon. I like Reflector Spectre. Mm. Um, I like his name a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like the animation on him. And it, he, he was probably... It, like, the episode's weaker in my opinion, but I liked it enough. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right, so the fifth episode was That's Monstertainment, which was the third episode for me. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, this one's dope. Yeah, I, I uh, like this one. So, they basically get um, it's like 2am and they're starting the ghost, or the son yeah. of the bride um, of the ghost of Frankenstein. A really big thing for Shaggy and Scooby and Scrappy actually, is they love to watch horror films, even though they're like always fucking afraid of everything. Yeah, They like will always watch horror movies. Um, but yeah, they get sucked into a the horror film by the Zomba, who is the... Ghost. Ghost. Um... And they're just, like, walking around. They're like, we just gotta walk, go through the film and we'll be fine. And they run into fucking Frankenstein and Igor. And Dr. Frankenstein and Igor. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we, we don't want to be in this movie anymore. Yeah. <laughs> and they, they just fucking throw the costumes at uh, Scooby and Scrappy. <laughs> yeah, so they bail. And, uh, yeah, so they basically uh, go to the castle and try to reenact the movie. They angry villagers in the movie are like trying to take down the door but they're just like doing it for hours upon end because they're not like furthering the plot of the film so the the fucking people that are taking down the door are just stuck in that loop yeah um meanwhile in the real world zomba's like trying to uh 
get the chest of demons from Scooby's room, but it's, like, super heavily guarded, and she keeps getting, like, the shit kicked out of her. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, they awaken the monster in the movie, which is a giant dog, and it thinks that yep. Scooby is its mother. Uh, but There's a part where Shaggy comes out, and he has a really dumb accent. <laughs> Yes. And I laughed so... I don't know why, but I laughed really hard at the accent. Hmm. But, yeah. I just I just laugh at Scooby-Doo, okay? Hey. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing to apologize for. Jeez. <laughs> anyway. So, uh... Yeah, so they basically get chased around by the monster. Uh, the ghost, like, hops into the movie. And then they, like... They basically, like, end up, like, on the famous, like, uh windmill scene where they're like outside uh scooby and shaggy are both on the windmill and then i think the ghost gets stuck on it with them and then they end up like getting it into the box and uh they leave the movie and they're like oh man we're done watching that movie and uh yeah that's that's that episode pretty good pretty fun i enjoyed this one quite a bit oh the monster follows them out too but that's Irrelevant, because... Yeah, he follows him out, and then I like to imagine he goes to get a job at Safeway, and they never see him again. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think this is probably the... My favorite of the episodes we've talked about thus far. Yeah, Um, I'd probably... Maybe right below Scoob... No, I do like this one, because there's one part we didn't talk about on Scoobra Kadubra that I really did not like. What was that? Do you... It's the part with the dragon, and then they randomly oh. do a cutaway where they're talking to, like, a yeah, person I... that's supposed to be, like, uh, part of, like, the... I don't know. I don't know who she's supposed to be a part of, but she's, like, a concerned parent. She's like, dragons? The dragons are dangerous! And Scooby's like, do you want to... Or I think it's Scrap... There's a flim flam. I think it's flim flam. It's like you want to put this dragon out of work, you fucking bit. Like it wasn't terrible. Yeah, but it's just, it was weird. And I think it would have worked in like I thought because it was the second episode. I thought they were gonna do that every episode, but they didn't. So then thinking back on it, I'm just like that was so fucking weird to do. Yeah, <laughs> I forgot about that part honestly. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. I'd- throw this to the top of my list uh um i i do i do not like the design of zomba though no i wasn't a huge fan of it she was a super weak design she just kind of she just kind of looks weird i think she's the weakest design in all of 13 ghosts yeah probably i'd say that one or the one that's from the uh like comic strip episode. That one was pretty pretty weak too. Yeah, Demondo. I I, th- I think I just like Demondo's like shape more though. I feel it. Uh, yeah. And I I like it because it kind of looks like he's wearing a dress made of trash. Mm. <laughs> All right. So a spook or ship of ghouls, which was episode four for me. Very strange. Episode six for me. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, Scooby. They, they decide to take a trip because Scooby's 
having a nervous wreck. Like he's he's just like I'm he's on going edge, crazy. Yeah. afraid yeah. of ghosts and uh, bogle and bogle weird. And keep weird. tormenting like, him. We're gonna fuck this guy up. Yeah. So they get on the ship, and Vince Van is like, "Oh, I'd love to join you, but his transporter's not working." And I'm like, "Oh, huh? Too bad for you, ha ha." So. They're on the ship, uh, Flim Flam tries to, like, convince the captain to become the first mate, and basically, like, goes around on tour with him for a little while. Uh, meanwhile, Scooby's a paranoid wreck, uh, Bogle and Weird keep fucking with him wherever he goes, so he ends up just causing a big scene, till, like, they're in the hotel room, and, uh, then Flim Flam's like, alright, we'll just, uh, hypnotize Scooby-Doo to laugh at ghosts instead of be afraid of them. So they do that, and it works. But then it turns out, oh no, this isn't a real ship. This is a ghost ship, and it's heading for the Bermuda Triangle. Scooby-Doo's just like, <laughs> Yeah, he, he finds this really funny. But the rest of the characters are now scared. Uh, and uh, I'm trying to think what really happens in this episode from this point on. Uh, they like... Yeah, they like what? capture the guy in the box and the ship disappears and then they like end up on the little rubber ducky where Scooby-Doo like... Yeah, the rubber duck shows up so much in the series and it has such a horrifying face. <laughs> yeah, I, I was glad to see its return oh, for uh, the I movie. Just, I just looked in the trivia. Every episode features the rubber ducky in some form. Ah. Huh. Scooby-Doo and his rubber ducky. Uh, but yeah, so, basically, he, uh, like, just, yeah, they, like, end up in the water, they see, uh, see, like, a shark fin that's, uh, just weirdo and, or weird and bogle again, and, uh, they make, like, a pond where it's like, oh, yeah, it's just a snap, and then, like, Scooby-Doo wakes up, and then he's like, oh, shit, shark, and he, like, puts his tail in the water, and they speed away and then weird and bogle pop up and it turns out it was them with a shark fin but then a real shark shows up and chases them yeah that's that episode yeah this one's it just middling this one's not like terrible it's just kind of there it's i think it's probably the most forgettable of all of them yeah I'd still probably put it in above to all the ghouls for me, just because, like, that one I actively did not like. Yeah. While this, I was just kind of, it was just kind of there. Yeah, I'd, also, I'd agree with that. I just found a quote, it's not like a d direct quote, it's, I'm paraphrasing here, but after doing this show, Vincent Price was like, yep, I've worked with every master of horror now, Christopher Lee, Peter Cushing, John Carradine, and now Scooby-Doo. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. I Part of me was like, oh, he probably like hated this show after he worked on it, but I'm glad to see that he had a sense of humor about it, at the very least. I don't know, he... He got to play himself <laughs> pretty, pretty much, much, yeah. So it's himself fused with like uh I know a lot some of the modeling of the character is based around like Doctor Strange as well. Ah. Uh, huh. Just like the physical characteristics. Yeah. 
Um, oh, fun fact about this. This was, I'm pretty sure, the last series uh, that Heather North voiced Daphne. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So, uh, she was the voice of Daphne. The original voice of Daphne was only the voice of Daphne for the first season. And then Heather North came in season two of the original series. Ah. And then she worked until this movie. And I believe she did a couple of the, um, the like, movies in, like, early 2000s. But this was the last series she worked on. Okay. I know... I know that, like, Velma was, like, a similar case where I think she did, like, the first two seasons, and then she did, like, one of the side shows, and then she, like, retired. Yeah, it's like, you look at Fred, you look at Shaggy, and they're just always the same. And and Scooby, actually. They're almost always the same, or they have, like, super long runs of the same voice actor. Yeah. And then Velma and Daphne... Um, Daphne's, Great Delisle has been Daphne for quite a bit of time now, I think like 22 years or 18, something like that, but before that it seemed like it was a toss-up quite a bit of time. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> Some fun trivia. Um, okay, so next one is a spooky little ghoul like you, which was episode... Six for me? Seven for you? Okay, so it looks like I'm close. I'm almost back to the right, I think. Yeah. For now. So, yeah, this is the... Oh, this is the the sex one. Yeah, this is the one where uh, Nakara is... uh, She's basically, like, this ghost that can, like, hypnotize men to fall in love with her. And she places, like, a... a spell on Vincent Van Ghoul. Because uh, Flim Flam is an asshole. Because <laughs> basically, like, she, uh, she works her way into this, like, uh, warlock convention. And then she's, like, her main goal is to get Vincent Van Ghoul's powers. And he sees that she's there. And he's like, oh, no, not her. And he runs away. And then Flim Flam's like, Oh, he ran away because he's obviously in love with her. So we're going to just send her to his room. And then, like, Daphne is like, I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't do that. And he's like, ah, shut up, Daphne. We're doing this. So he sends her up to 1313, his room, uh, where she then puts him under his spell or puts him under her spell. Uh, And, yeah, he's basically like, Oh shit, I'm in love. And she's like, a kiss? And he's like, no, not yet. Not until we're married. So, he like, takes her out and proposes to her on a boat. But Scooby and Gain show up and they crash that from, like, him kissing at the proposal. And then they basically, like, take him back and tie him up in the room. And then she gets, like, super upset and summons, like, an army of ghosts to, uh, kidnap him and have their wedding and then like Scooby and Shaggy and Daphne and Flum Flam and Scrappy go and crash the wedding. Uh, they end up like stalling it until like midnight passes because they have to like kiss before midnight in order for it to happen. And he like basically breaks out of her spell and he's like, nice try. And then he like, they toss her into the box and that's nice that. try. You fucking <laughs> <laughs> so yeah uh 
eh, it was it was all right. Not my least favorite. Not my favorite. Yeah, there were parts about it that I liked. Um, I like Vincent in it for the most part. I like Vincent most of the time when he's on screen. Yeah, I think he's a pretty fun character. This might be his most um, involved episode, maybe. Probably one of them. Yeah, yeah but it, it's it's decent. It's decent. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I don't know where I rank it. I've kind of lost track of my ranking this far, but uh, I'd probably like toss it. Uh, maybe like right below me and my shadow demon. I feel it. So it's like top four, I guess, so far. When you witch upon a star. Oh. Is this, is this your least favorite? What? It's not my... Maybe. I don't know. I thought this one was really annoying. <laughs> so it might be my least favorite. Uh, um, I totally thought that they were going to do a bit where like Shaggy was going to swap out with the one witch that looked exactly like him, but they never did that. They subverted my expectations. Yeah, that's why it's good. Um, yeah, so basically... Uh, Three really bad witches, like, deemed the worst uh, witches in the world. I'm glad that the Wikipedia notes that they are just similar to the Three Stooges, because Scooby-Doo, whenever they need to introduce a trio of characters, decide to rip off the Three Stooges. Do did the same thing with the Ghoul, or the Boo Brothers. And now we've got the uh, the witches as well. Basically, they're really bad. Uh, Marcella is like this ghost witch that's like gives them a spell book and is like, here, you guys help me become a witch and then I'll give you all these powerful spells. So they try to help her and Scooby and Shaggy and the gang try to stop them. They like go and steal the book by like swapping it out with like encyclopedias. But that doesn't. Vincent Van Gogh gets stuck in the fucking shadow realm. Oh yes, <laughs> with fucking Marcella. Uh, I like th- I like that part. Yeah, that was probably like my favorite part of the episode. I like the little what the fuck was his name? I don't remember what the character's name a little, was. Little 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 man. There's a little tiny creature that eventually will help Vincent, and I I like him. Yeah, he's goofy looking. But uh. Yeah, so, basically... <laughs> That's how you know Thomas doesn't like something. He'll go, yeah! Uh, so... <laughs> well, I, I I liked the little, like, the mascot character that they had that helped with Vincent. I thought he was... Like, I thought the Vincent chunk of this story was nice. I just hated the three witches. They were annoying, and they kept doing that stupid dance. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was always... Yeah, like, I found them to be annoying. I never really found Flim Flam or Scrappy to be too much, but them, one episode, too much for me. I feel that. Um, Flim Flam, he was much more grating in the earlier episodes, I will admit, but there are still points where he's like, eh, come on, guys, have I ever steered you wrong? It's like, shut up, Flim Flam. Scrappy, my man! <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, so... Scooby, my man. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah, 
Fuck. Didn't he have, like, some sort of catchphrase that he kept saying, too? I can't remember what it was. Pretty sure he just said, my man, a lot. Uh, but, yeah, so, uh... <laughs> there you go again. Huh? <laughs> no, like... Ugh, I just... That's, that's my segue. That's how I transition. I'm just like, ah, yeah. That's how I get back on track. Um... Anyway, so basically the witches are uh, about to do their big spell. Uh, Vincent gets led out of the shadow realm by the little guy. And uh, he like, they get in like a broom chase and he ends up like taking the spell book and rewriting the spell that they have to read the brain. uh, Marcella back to life. And then the three witches read it and uh, they end up like... the spell ends up summoning Marcella into the demon chest, and then, uh, yeah. They're like, are we, are we, like, three most powerful witches? And it's like, nope, you're back to being the three least powerful witches. And then they all do the dance, haha, and the episode ends. Yeah, haha. Yeah, no, uh, bad, bad episode. Um, Pro- Straight. I, I don't even know. Pro- this this is my least favorite episode. Yeah. Uh, the one the one okay storyline did not bring it back around for me. Yeah, I do like Marcella's design a yeah. decent amount. Like, I think I, she's pretty spooky. I like her funny hair. Yeah, I thought she was like a decent ghost. I just oh, man, those witches really brought this yeah. episode down. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, uh, it's a wonderful scoob, however pretty epic yeah in my opinion i like this one quite a bit um i didn't but that's just because i watched the uh like i said i watched scooby-doo goes hollywood like a month ago so it was like the exact same thing just kind of condensed it's like oh i've already seen this i mean obviously it didn't go as far as like that special did but yeah it had a lot of similarities between like him basically walking away and then they like it's self-aware they're like oh scooby-doo is a show that people are watching is this it in part it gets real meta and <laughs> yeah i like it it's really weird and then this episode's really weird so yeah they uh he pretty much he gets to scooby goes crazy and he's like i'm done i'm going home uh shaggy calls scooby on the phone and shaggy's dad answers or no, Shaggy's mom answers. Wait, it's she's Scooby's like, mom, isn't it? Yeah, Shaggy calls. Yeah, because you were Scooby's saying, mom answers. Yeah. My bad. She's like, "Oh no, Scooby can't go." I was, right I was like, that would explain away why his parents are completely different in like a couple episodes. But then that would also open the question of why are Shaggy's parents great dads? Um. <laughs> 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 Uh, have we ever met like Shaggy's parents throughout the series? I think there might be uh, some reference. Yeah, well, he's 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 they're in um, Mystery Incorporated. Oh, okay, uh, they're the worst um, in Mystery Incorporated. At least I'm sure we see them in other things. They might be in a pop um, named Scooby Doo. I think it might show in, all their. In parents. this series, though, I'm pretty sure Shaggy's poor, and in Mystery Incorporated, he's like mega rich. Ah. Uh. 
really doesn't make um, too much of a difference on the character, I guess. Yeah. So they have to replace Scooby, and they replace him with a sheepdog named Bernie. Yep. Um, and Bernie's and, super lazy. And Bernie's gonna, like, get killed by fucking Time Slime, because Time Slime shows up. He's the ghost, and Time Slime's going crazy. Yeah, he doesn't... <laughs> this, this, I like this episode, because just, like, it's so, like, chaotic. <laughs> yeah, so basically... I think it was just a nice change of pace. It's just like, now let's fuck everything over. Yeah, so basically, like, at the beginning of the episode, before Scooby goes AWOL, they, uh... They steal Time Slime's time wand, and then to retaliate, he basically, like, kidnaps the crew, and then is threatening to open the chest, and then Vincent Van Gogh, like, pauses time, he's like, alright, Scooby, come on, I gotta show you the future, and he shows him the future where everyone becomes, like, Time Slime, Time Slime slaves, uh, and, like, Shaggy goes nuts, he's, like, waiting for Scooby, and then Scooby's like, I'm right here, Raggy, and he's like, Oh, I can't wait for Scooby-Doo to show up and save the day. He's, he's like, Raggy? He, ra- ra- raggy? Yes, these are Raggy. The best rags in all the land. Yeah, so basically... Uh, I think I just really like how Shaggy acts. Uh, that, that was definitely the highlight of the episode for me. Uh, there's a lot of good Shaggy moments in the show. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Um... Yeah, so basically Scooby goes back to, like, the moment before Time Slime opens the chest, and he stops him from doing it, and then he tosses him in the chest and saves the game <gasps> from being hit by a clock. And yeah. Pretty. So. So you weren't a fan of this one. I was. Yeah. Oh, well. Got yeah. him. But yeah, I think I think it has moments. I, th- I I think there's a lot of fun little sequences in this, um, and I'm not a fan, a big fan of uh, Scooby Doo Goes Hollywood, and I just thought this did it better. I, I, so. I agree. This episode did do it better than Sc- Scooby Doo Goes Hollywood for sure. Um, but I I still am just not a fan of the whole like. I don't know, it's so corny, the whole, like, uh, all these fans are crying, Scooby, come back. But. Also, I really like Time Slime's design. Ah. Uh, eh. I like his funny clock on his fucking chest. He reminds me of, like, a supervillain that I would have drawn in, like, fourth grade. I feel it. And that's why I like him. <laughs> Alright, next episode, Scooby in Quacky Land. Thomas's favorite episode. Um, not my favorite episode, but it's all right. Um, yeah. So basically, <laughs> this is another one I really like. Huh? <laughs> this is another one I really like. Yeah, like I, it's probably probably like one of my more favorable episodes. Like, uh, let's see. So Vincent Van Gogh is staying with uh, the gang at their house because it's like castles being decobwebbed or something like that. No, recobwebbed. Oh, recob. My bad. Of course. Yeah, come on. That's Vincent Van Gogh. Of course, he loves cobwebs. Yeah. So, uh, basically, he's kind of like Squidward in that episode of SpongeBob, where he's just like super demanding and in bed all the time. But Scooby brings him the paper and wants the 
comic strips, so he gives them to him. And while this is going on, the ghost shows up. Uh, what's his name? It is Demondo. And he basically shoots out a giant tornado that sucks them into the comic strip world where they go to uh, Scooby's favorite comic, Platypus Duck. Uh, and basically, they like, they're like, we gotta escape. So they like run to the end of the comic strip and they find a trap door that'll like send them into the next comic. But before they do that, Scooby opens the wrong door, letting Platypus Duck's worst enemy out which is a dinosaur. And uh, so they flee into the next comic and they end up on like this spaceship and uh, Demondo is like on another spaceship and he basically like blasts them out of that comic strip and into another where they meet a wizard who is really bad at casting spells, but he's able to do it at the last minute to basically reveal where the pen is because they need this magical pen to get out, but it was lost when they all entered. Uh, and then Demondo basically overhears where the location, so he starts running to it, and then they're like, oh, wizard, you gotta, like, spawn us there. So he does. And then they get the uh, pen, but Demondo, like, basically, like, takes it from their hands as soon as they figure out it's a key, and he's running... And they run back into the Platypus Duck comic, where he ends up getting caught by the dinosaur that hates Platypus Duck. And then, uh, yeah, they basically take the key from him and run to the door. They escape. They exit the comic world, and they toss the comic in the box right before Demondo has a chance to get out. And, uh, yeah. Platypus Duck is also there, and he's like, we're here to stay, but they're gone by the next episode. Yeah, they went to go work at Safeway with the fucking dog from the Frankenstein episode. Yes, of course. They run that Safeway. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that, that, that one's... I, I always just like, uh, you know, Scooby-Doo isekais. So. <laughs> no, I just... I, I like I like this. It's, it's wacky. It's a fun little adventure for me, at least. I thought it was, it was fun. Yeah. Um... I would probably toss this, like, up towards, like, the top half of my favorite episodes so far. Um, probably, probably, like, maybe right above me and my shadow demon. Kind of, like, back and forth that one. So it's, like, top three, top four. Ah, uh, fair enough. Let's see. Coast to Ghost. Ah, uh, th this one was pretty alright. I like this one enough. Um, so yeah, uh, basically, uh, the vampire demon Rancor tricks Vincent Van Gogh into, like, looking into the Eye Eternity, because he's like... Which will turn him into stone in the next, I think, like, 24 hours. Yeah, so he was basically getting, like, some takeout food, and then the guy got possessed by, like, the demon and forced him to look at it, so he's like, ah, shit. So he basically goes to his crystal ball, and he's, like, pestering them the whole episode. He's like, hey! I'm turning the stone over here. You gotta help me out. So, uh, Bogle and Weird decide they're gonna help him out and double cross them at some point. So they basically like look up how to help Vincent Van Gogh, and they're like, "Okay, we'll help you, and then we'll steal the chest of demons and everything. It'll all even out and be okay, and we'll join the League of Evil Ghosts." 
So, uh, yeah, so basically, like, they travel to, uh, from California to Massachusetts to acquire the mask of Muma, which is the mask that if Vincent looks at it, he'll be turned to normal. Uh, meanwhile, they're being, like, chased by Rancor, but, uh, Yeah. I'm pretty sure the cops are after Bogle and Weird. Yeah, so uh they're they're kinda after the whole gang because like they they're like in this They stole a flower. Huh? Didn't they steal a flower? Something like that. They're like trespassing in an area and like Bogle and Weird had like kinda caused a ruckus which got blamed on the gang. And then at the end of the episode they're like, It was those two, they did it. Uh so the cops are like chasing after them the whole episode on top of everything. But basically, like, they end up tossing the crystal ball at the mask, which frees Vincent Van Gogh, who then... I think he's the one who, like, traps Rancor into the chest, isn't he? Maybe? I can't... I believe so. And then a fucking... The fucking head of... Saps, or the, the fucking ghost... Convention, the Ghost League... Yeah. That Bogle and Weird were trying to, con- like get into is like, you'll never get in, you fucking idiots! Yeah. You let Rancor get captured! And you also, like, helped free Vincent Van Gogh. What the fuck were you guys thinking? Uh, but yeah. So that was that episode. It, it was alright. Like, I, I enjoy it. It's probably, like, toss it up to the top five. Um. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I like, uh, I like Bogle and Weird's dynamic of them trying to be double crossing and just like failing. Yeah, they they're they're like they're like handcuffed to Scooby and Shaggy the whole episode. Uh, so it was it was interesting to say the least. The ghouliest show on earth, episode twelve. So um, yeah, so they go to Duville to visit. Uh, Scooby-Doo's parents who are completely okay, different so, in this episode. So, I mean, okay, so hear, hear me out here. Scooby-Doo's dad looks like it could be him. He has the same color, he just looks older, he's wearing glasses now. Theoretically, dogs age fast, obviously, right? Scooby's probably like three or four. So, I mean, that's fine. The real question is Scooby's mom, right? So, here's my theory. Scooby-Doo's mom got hit by a train. Uh, and that's his new, that's his stepmom. I'll allow it. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we fixed your, we fixed your show. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically like they arrived at Duville and they find they're like, oh, what, why, where's the welcome party? What the heck? But yeah, there's where's a- my fu- <laughs> Scooby's like actually pissed. <laughs> He's like actually angry. He's like, where is my party? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it turns out there's a free circus in town, and his parents are super cheap, and they love free things. So they, they're trying to take it in and have as much fun as they can. Uh, so, like, Scooby and the gang go there, and, you know, they, they like it. Um, Flim Flam, like, signs a deal with uh, the dude there. The ringmaster. Yeah, the ringmaster, who is actually a ghost named Professor Phantasmo. Great name. Yes, but basically, he's got this music playing that, like, hypnotizes everyone into thinking, like, they're in a pleasant carnival, but it turns out it's just a bunch of monsters and gross stuff. 
and like Scooby and Shaggy see this because they're they ended up like going into this like shut down like attraction. It's like a house of mirrors or something like that. I don't know. Said so some little castle that's closed off, but Bogle and Weird like try to trick them to go in there. Uh, but yeah, so they they see that this place is like not what it really seems. So they like get everybody out. They're like, oh, we got to get out of here. So they like flee back to uh, Scooby-Doo's parents' place. And I'm pretty sure that the uh, like Pixar team saw this before they made up because they're like, it's time to go up. And there's like balloons on their house because uh, Phantasmo is like basically like drop trying to get their house back at the carnival. Uh, he drops it back down, and, like, Scooby's parents are pissed that they, like, forced them to leave this oh-so-fun-free carnival. And then they're, like, super ecstatic to be back. And, uh, it is there where Flim Flam is, like, put under mind control. Uh, I think Daphne is, too. I think... Isn't that, like, everybody but Scooby and Shaggy, pretty much, if I remember correctly? Uh... Scooby, Shaggy, Scrappy, I think. Okay, well, basically, like, they, like, end up destroying the music machine, and then everyone can kind of see what's really going on, and then... And and everybody's like, oh, God, Professor Phantasmal is old! Yep. And wrinkly! Yes. <laughs> and, you know, Flim Flam, who was like, I want to be a ringmaster like you so bad now, he's just like, you're gross! Yep. So they and then he grabs his fucking magic whip, and this the, the anime. I really like the animation in this part. He like fucking whips him and throws him in the air, and it's like a vortex. And then he throws him in the fucking chest. It's pretty cool. Yeah, this episode was okay. I mean, no Guess strong what? feelings. I like this episode. <laughs> I don't like Scooby-Doo. I, I had fun with this one. I don't think it's my like near my favorites, but I like I like Flim Flam in this one. I like Flim Flam. Sue me. I mean, I'm not I'm not gonna you know spend all the money me. to sue I you. I will see you in court. <laughs> Be way too much trouble. But uh, maybe I'll hire a hitman. No. No, I won't. Don't, don't, don't take that. You, do, you don't like Flim Flam? You deserve death. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was okay. I, I have no strong feelings on that episode one way or the other. Uh, but yeah. Now, the final episode before the movie. Horoscope Scoob. Uh, Which has I th- maybe my favorite design for a, one of the ghosts. I really like Zim- Zimbulu or whatever his name is. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, so there's this TV show called You Won't Believe It or Else, uh, owned by Boris Kripov. Ooh. Hey, do you know who that's a reference to? No, who? No, I I know Boris Karloff. Um, oh. Boris Johnson. Whoa! What? Really? Anyway. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So there's like this whole thing where it's like they put the Scooby snacks down on the table and they're like Scooby and Shaggy, you can have this after the show. But uh, basically, like during the show, uh, 
like the lights go out. They're like sent through like a trap door, and then the chest gets stolen. And Vincent Van Gogh is like, "Oh, Boris, did you do this?" And Boris does the thing that no one should ever do when they're being accused of something. He got super offended that he was accused and stormed off. It's like, oh, it's like you piece of sh- fuck. I thought we were, I thought we were friends. And it's like, okay, gee, I wonder who did that. But uh. Yeah, so Daphne is super perplexed because she's like, oh, the Scooby snacks that were behind the stage are now in front of the stage. Hmm. And they think that the ghost had stole it, but he's looking for it. And then at the end of the episode, it's like revealed that, uh, Boris really did steal it. Yeah, they figure it out because there's like, they find the TV guide that says that he's going to open it on live television. And he's like, oh, what the fuck? So he goes, so Vincent confronts him. He's like, hey, what the hell? Don't open that box. Are you stupid? He's like, you always thought I was lesser than you in, like, ghoul college. And he's like, what? No, no. Maybe, but no. And then he basically reveals, it's like, I'm going to open this box. But uh, they stop it from happening. And they capture the lion guy, what Zimbulu. And, uh... Yeah, it's revealed that there's like a lever that basically just rotated the stage once they were in the trap door. And that's how the Scooby Snacks ended up in the front while the chest ended up behind the stage where uh, Boris stole it from there. And yeah. Uh, they find the chest and yeah. That's, I pretty much forget what the resolution then, of the episode is beyond that. Uh, so the, the psychic that was randomly appearing... But like there was like a medium named Tallulah. Oh she was yes, secretly, that's right. She was secretly a giant lion demon in disguise. Yeah, named Zimbulu, and he reveals himself. And he's like, "I'm gonna get you," but then obviously he did not get them, and instead he got in the box. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. What'd you think of this episode? Um. I, I wasn't super huge on it. I thought for, like, a finale, it was kind of lackluster, especially. But, uh... I feel that, but, um... I don't know. I liked it enough. Yeah, I... I like Vincent and Boris together. I think they had some fun moments where they were arguing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like I said, I really like Zimbulu. And I like that reveal. He's like, I'm not a medium! I'm not a small lady. I'm a giant lion demon. Yeah. All right. But yeah, we finished the show. What did you think of the show overall? Um, yeah, it was okay. Um, it had its moments. I, I think, I don't know. I wasn't super crazy about it. I'm not going to give it like a super high score or anything, but. You're not going to give it a 10? No. Surprisingly. Uh, wow that is surprising I mean I don't know like it was okay I guess like it it had its moments but overall the highlight for me was just kind of like you know seeing the scat or, oh man <laughs> the I, scat the shit I was gonna say, every, there was just shit everywhere I was gonna say scabby and shoogy <laughs> that was totally not it scooby and shaggy uh 
Like, I like seeing them, obviously. Uh, and Shaggy Red Shirt. Yeah. Vincent the, Price. The red shirt. Vincent Price was obviously, like, the best part of the show for me. Uh, I always enjoyed when his character was on screen just because it was, like, Vincent Price. And it's like, yes. But, yeah, I, I would probably give this show a four overall. I wasn't super, like, crazy about most of the episodes. And even the episodes I did like, I didn't, like, really like or anything. So, I probably won't be rewatching this one in the future at any point. Um, the three people who love this show are going to come murder you. They, they can <sighs> fucking try. Um, I like this show. Not like, I didn't love it or anything, but I, I liked it. Um... I, I did love a few of the episodes, but there were quite a few other episodes that dragged down. And my biggest issue with this show was what I was hoping I was I was hoping this this would be like I, I wanted Daphne to be like a character and she just like wasn't a character. She was just kind of there. Yeah, I agree. Um, um that was a big issue I had, and I think that's I think that's solved in the movie pretty well. Yeah. Because she's, like, actually a character. She's, like, the main character. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I would give it a six. I still enjoyed it. Um, so five out of ten for us. You know, watch it if you like Scooby-Doo, but probably don't rewatch it. It's easy watching, so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's talk about the Curse of the Scooby Ghost. Curse of the Thirteenth Ghost. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So the movie begins with a a flashback before the series ever even happened, uh, where we see a young Vincent and his best friend trying to take on the Thirteenth Demon, and uh, they get it in the chest, but at the cost of his best friend's life. Mortifer! Mortifer, yes. And, uh, yeah, so then we kind of cut away to present present day, and, uh, we see that the gang is having, like, a garage sale, and, uh, it is there where some dude digs up the crystal ball. Um, I'm sorry. Oh, did I skip- Excuse me? Skip ahead of it or something? Yeah. Oh, uh, sorry, I didn't take notes on this. I'm kind of reciting from memory. Okay. So, Scooby and the gang, they're chasing after someone who they think is, like, this villain. And they're oh, chasing yeah. this old Farmer Johnson in, in this mall. And he's running from them, and they, they corner him. But then it turns out, the sheriff comes in, he's like, what the fuck? This is the wrong guy. And they're like, Fred Freak says, you mean we made a mistake? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, then why was he running from us? And Farmer Johnson just goes, I'm afraid of teenagers. Uh and Sheriff's like, the only person that can solve crimes wears a badge and has a really cool hat. Um, so he's like, if I see you guys again riding around that mystery machine, I'm taking you in. And it's like, so they're like, we got to go into retirement. It's like, hey, you can't arrest somebody for driving their vehicle, asshole. I don't know. There are lots of cops that do a lot of things for no reason. Yes. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Before we dive into the super deep political discussion of the world right now. <laughs> Scooby-Doo and the Curse of the 13th Ghost. Super relatable. Also, I hate cops. Um, okay. So they... 
Mystery Inc., they're selling their stuff. They sell off the van. And uh, at this garage sale where they're selling everything, some dude comes across the crystal ball. And they're like, oh, shit. No, you can't have that. But also, don't put it <laughs> yeah, away. As immediately, they pull out the crystal ball. And it just zooms in on Sh- Scooby and Shaggy. And they're just like, oh, God, no. Yeah, they really don't want to capture this 13th ghost. So basically... We find out that, uh, like, Fred and Velma, they went away for, like, a summer. Uh, I don't... I forget what they said what Velma was doing, but... uh, I know what Fred was really doing. I can't remember what they thought he was doing, but Fred was at cheerleader camp, which I like. Spoiler for the film, but okay. My my bad. (laughs) It's okay, you already said it earlier. So... It's not really a spoiler anyway. Yeah. So, uh... What's it called? So basically, yeah, they have the crystal ball and then like Vincent gets through to them and he's like, oh, I've been trying to get in contact with you for months. I've found the 13th ghost. And they're like, no, 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 you didn't shut up. But uh, he's like, I, you guys need to come and like capture it with me. And so uh, basically, yeah, they they set up. They're like, what the heck? Uh, Fred is super off put by the secret life secret summer that Daphne Scooby and Shaggy had he's like wait what what happened you guys like what you have another van what the heck yeah like he's, he's like and it also has the initials MM and he's like what is that was that a mystery machine he's like, of course not and then she never says what it actually stood for because like Velma's like what was it mystery machine and she like no like but that's much better like, no but that's good that's good I'm keeping it yeah so they go with that uh, oh, I'm sorry if you hear the lawn mowing I think my dad's mowing the lawn but uh nice so uh anyway uh yeah so they're like alright well we can't do any regular mysteries so let's go to the Himalayas and figure this out and of course like well Velma's like, what the heck? You guys didn't actually deal with real ghosts. That that's that, that's not real. I mean, first they have to go to Van Gogh's winter home first, which is not in the Himalayas. Oh, I thought they went back. They have to. Okay. No, they have to go get him first. Oh. And I don't know where he is. He's in some abandoned fucking building, like mansion. Uh, that's where. They they first in in see uh, fucking what was his name Asmodeus yeah they see Asmodeus the demon ghost guy um, but they do find Vincent Van Gogh he's trapped in like a tomb in his basement and they get him out and he's like oh thank you and then they take Vincent Van Gogh's plane yes and that's how they get to the Himalayas and then um, Fred Fred's and- like. <laughs> Like, what the heck? Shaggy's flying the plane? Yeah. Because he's like, he was, he was having a, he's having a tough time taking orders from Daphne. He's always used to saying orders and she's been like, okay, let's let's do this. Let's do this. Because she knows all this stuff. And he's like, what? And he says in the plane, he's like, I'm fine when professionals are doing it. It's fine. And she's like, maybe you should go talk to the captain. And he goes up there and it's Shaggy. He's like, oh, God. <laughs> and then he goes and buckles his seatbelt and just, like, stares in front of him. Yeah. So, uh, 
Yeah. Scooby-Doo also calls Fred a fat ass, pretty much. Uh, <laughs> Fred's like, uh, Scooby's being a flight attendant for whatever reason, and he asks Fred, do you want peanuts or fucking chocolate or something? I can't remember what yeah. the other snack was. He's- and he asks, oh, for one of each, and Scooby's just like, oh, dear, and then just drops them in his lap and walks away. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, uh, basically... They arrive back at the Himalayas because uh, they're like, "All right, Shaggy, what did you do with the chest?" He's like, "Oh, I mailed it back to like your house at the Himalayas." And he's like, "I didn't live there. That was a air boo and boo." Yes, an air boo and boo. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> so, oh. so uh, oh yeah, while they were on their way to capture Vincent the first time, they're like chased down by like this phantom car uh and it's like this little chase sequence and they end up uh like going off the edge and into the river where the rubber ducky shows up um yeah good old rubber ducky oh yes rubber ducky you're the one <laughs> you make the bad thing lots of fun rubber ducky i'm awfully fond of you Yes. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, let's see. So they arrive. Uh, they spot Bernie Allen, who is like the dude who inquired about the crystal ball at the garage sale. And they're like, what the? What, what is he doing here? His check bounced. How did he get over here? Um, so. Uh, Daphne, Van Gool, Scooby, and Shaggy decided to follow him, but the phantom car shows up and revs its engine, which causes an avalanche. And basically, like, they're, like, sliding down, and they're heading towards, like, this castle, and they're, like, or the temple, and they're like, oh, Vincent, you can, uh, you can just, like, do a magic spell and open the door, and he's, he's like, trying to... He's like, I have to-, to tell you something, and they're like, do it! And he's like, ah! Yeah, he basically is having, like, uh... He, he's lacked the ability to cast magic spells since uh, the 13th ghost has showed up. Uh, so, yeah. Um, they, like, crash into the door, obviously, and find their way in, but they're, like, snowed in. Um, and let's see. Reading the wiki here. Da, da, da. Oh, uh, Fred and Velma are like searching the post office where they meet Flim Flam, who is now older. Oh man, they 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 credit it. Do you like Flim Flam more in this? More in this, yeah. I like I said earlier. I think the voice actor was like part of my big issue with Flim Flam. Uh, ah, I thought it was a lot more tolerable in the movie. He's also, like, not in it, like, a whole lot. He shows up more towards the end than he does anything. But Yeah, uh, he doesn't show up until, like, I want to say, like, 35 minutes into the hour and 20-minute movie. But, yeah, he, he basically, like, shows up and helps uh, Fred and Velma out. Uh, and then he's like, oh, also, yeah, chest of demons. Uh, but it's, like, a cooler. And it scares, like, Velma and Fred. Uh when they, like, first open it, because it's, like, foggy. Oh, man. So, uh, 
Yeah. Oh man. Okay, hold on. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's like right by my window. Okay, um... I can hear it, but you know, it'll be fine. It'll be like fun, like, atmospheric music. Yes. So, uh, let's see. Asmodeus, uh, has been waiting for Van Ghoul, and, like, he chases the four. Uh, they find the chest, and, like, basically some of, uh, Shaggy's old stuff in the van. Uh, and yeah, so Asmodeus is, like, chasing them. Uh, Van Ghoul, like, pulls out his crystal ball because he basically confesses to them. He's like, I, I haven't been able to get my magic up. And they're like, but he's like, but I gotta try. So he throws the crystal ball down and that, like, transports them, like, out of the castle. And he's got his spare on him, so he, like, communicates with them. And he's like, look, um... I'm sorry I dragged you guys into this in the first place. This is my battle. Forget about that rule that said that you guys, the ones who open the chest, have to put them back in there. I guess I will do it. Uh, yeah, get out of here. He's like, get out! Run! Run! So basically, the gang meets up back together, and they're all super, like, defeated. But then Fred kind of sees that everyone's, like, down on their spirits. He's like, I know what I am. I'm the cheerleader of the group. So he, uh basically like encourages all of them he's like Velma you know we need your skepticism it, it helps us keeps us regular he goes over and he's like Scooby and Shaggy you guys we need your sexy sexiness he's like you guys always seem to pull through just keep doing that and he's like and then he goes up and he gives Daphne a mouthful to make her feel good and then he like there's like a line earlier where she's like I've seen this all before it's like I'm looking at it with like a bird's eye point of view or something like that so he like lifts her up and she can like see the top of the castle and she's like oh yeah so she basically is like we need to get in there uh so yeah uh they all go in there I think they like fly in there don't they like they like her, Shaggy, and Scooby, like, parachute down in there through, like, one of the windows or something. Yeah, they, they get in the plane and they put it in autopilot and they're like, we're gonna parachute through while, uh, fucking Fred and Velma go back to get... Ghost equipment um, from Flim Flam. Yeah, with Flim Flam. Then, so they go there, they get a bunch of shit, and then Flim Flam, then Flim Flam goes with them. Yeah. Because he's like, wait, you guys are searching for the real chest? And it's like, okay, they they were looking for the chest earlier, and B, they, they straight up said, like, Scooby, Shaggy, and Daphne in front of you, and you didn't react. But I guess he just didn't hear. But he's like, oh, yeah, okay. He's just not paying attention. Huh? He just wasn't paying attention. <laughs> yeah. So he basically agrees to go with them, and he uses his magic potion to melt the snow in front of the door so they get in that way. Basically, they all, like, see that, like, Vincent Van Gogh is, like, having a little showdown with, uh, the 13th ghost. And then, uh, they... <laughs> Fuck it! This is my favorite... This is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. So Scooby <laughs> um, drapes his parachute over him and pretends to be the 14th yeah. ghost, and... The, the, it's, uh... <laughs> 
Scooby, Shaggy, and or fucking so Daphne, Shaggy, and then Scooby on the top, and they have a big sheet over them, and they're like Scooby comes out. I'm the fourteenth ghost, like, <laughs> trying to scare the thirteenth ghost. He's like, what? There is no fourteenth ghost. He's like, yes, there is. It's just me. And then uh, Flim Flam shows up with Velma and uh, Fred, yeah. and they're like, oh um, my god, it's the ghost! And they're like, wait, wait, they're wait, like, no. They're about to shoot him, and Scooby looks up at them at first, and he's just like, hi! And Fred's immediately like, it's doing something, quick, shoot it! <laughs> so they rip it off, and then uh, the 13th ghost gets the chest back from... Uh, Vincent Van Gogh, and he's about to open it, and they're like, wait a second, a living, only a living person can open the chest, and the 13th goes, like, ooh, and runs away, and they're like, after him, so they chase him. And they use the big, no, they use the big vacuum. Ah, yes. Velma uses her big-ass fucking vacuum cleaner. Or actually, I think Daphne does, and fucking sucks the guy backwards, and his fucking hat falls off, and big twist. It's it Mortar. Mortifer. Who is Vincent Van Gogh's old partner who got killed by the 13th ghost, but not really. It turns out that, that was just a ploy so that he could get the chest, even though that it's like, wait, what? You were where were you like during the course of like the whole series? Why didn't you take the chest then? Like what what the fuck was going on? So he was sleeping. I guess. Um, so, yeah, they basically... All is well that ends well. Uh, Mortifer uh, gets her, like... Mortifer dies. Oh, he... No, he doesn't. Doesn't he get arrested? Yeah, he does. Oh, shit. No, he's about to get arrested because uh, Bernie shows up, and it turns out he's actually an undercover cop. Oh, yeah. Uh, or special agent. And they're like, but why did you run for us? And it's throwback to the beginning of the movie. He's like, I'm terrified of teenagers. Um, and then suddenly, Mortifer uses magic to take off the handcuffs and jumps into his ghost car that we've seen throughout the film. Oh, yeah. Um, and he's like running away, but then an avalanche is caused and it fucking just yeets him off a cliff and he dies. Woo. Yeah. And then... uh there's like a brief reunion between Flim Flam and uh, like Shaggy, Scooby, and Daphne, and they're like, "Wow, you've grown." And he's like, "Yeah, I was due for a growth spurt." And uh, yeah, technically they did that earlier on in the film, but okay. Oh, <laughs> we didn't mention it, so yeah, it was a good, it was a good scene. That was when he was like, "Where's your red shirt, Shaggy? I've never seen you without your red shirt." Yeah, and it turns out that the chest that they had was just uh. Was just yeah, Flim Flam f- had fake chess, and he had been like, I only sold one lo- a long time ago, and Shaggy was the one that had bought it. So the, the thing he had sent Vincent Van Gogh was the wrong chest. Yeah, and they find the OG chest, and Velma's like, I'm gonna open it, and they're like, what if you're wrong? And she just, just she's like, eh, okay, I won't open it. And yeah, so... Uh, let's see. Um, oh. There is a storyline that we forgot to mention. Yeah, with um, Van Gogh's ancestor. 
Yeah, he he was like, I didn't tell you all this, but the um, I'm not the I'm the last person to have the name Van Gool. The first uh, Anna said or something like that was a very powerful sorcerer. But eventually he got trapped in this fucking, like, chest because he was going crazy and evil with his power. Um, and he's just been forging his power all this time, and now he goes by Asmodeus. So, like, he, he's this demon was his ancestor. Yeah. Um, and that's why he was, like... That's one of the reasons that it's implied that he couldn't use his power because he was, like, scared because it was his ancestor and stuff like that. Um... But turns out at the end, he sees, like, an apparition slowly, like, come up from the mist and then disappear that looks like his ancestor. And uh, Velma's like, I don't think he wanted revenge, he just wanted redemption. And he was just keeping you safe until, and now that you are, he can go away. Yep. And, uh... And she doesn't actually believe it, and she says that to Flim Flam. And she's like, he's lived his entire life with these beliefs and stuff, and I'm not going to, like, disrespect that. Yeah. So, uh, they basically, they're like, oh, well, fuck that cop back at home. He was probably wrong. Let's go solve mysteries again. And That's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Because they were like, that guy was acting suspicious. I don't even think that cop's hypothesis was right so yeah they go back to uh doing that they offer flim flam to join but he's like no i gotta stay here and tell the awesome legend of the 13 ghosts and it's like okay make a lot of money yep and yeah that's the end of the movie uh i i I like this considerably more than i liked the series um i i like this movie a lot um if if i would if i look it's like my eighth favorite Scooby-Doo movie, I, I really like this movie. Um, mm. Mostly because I think it has a lot to do, like, and it does it really, like, well in its short amount of runtime. Like, it tries to make Flim Flam a more palatable character for, like, major audiences. Yeah. Um, it makes Daphne a much more, like, the character she should have been in the original series. Agreed. Um, I really like it Daphne. It also has an interesting arc for Fred, because he's, like, a dick early on about it. Yeah. But he's like, no, I'm sorry. Like, there's some interesting stuff with him. Um, and then there's also... A lot of people that don't like this movie are like, oh, it it just makes the, the original series, like, non-canon and stuff. And I'm like, that doesn't... That's not... That's not true. Yeah, like they, I mean... Like, it makes the 13th ghost not canon. It doesn't make the other 12, like, non-existent. Yeah. Because they literally, like, were not... That's the thing with, um... When... Spoiler alert for the sequel to this film, which is Return to Zombie Island, which is, you know, obviously a sequel to the original Zombie Island. They do a similar thing, where it's, like, not real... But it's leaving it up to, like, up in the air if the original was real or not. Mm. Like, they're letting it be a lot. They're letting it be true to the original story. And people just don't get that. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's fine if you don't like a movie, but can you have some critical thinking skills, please? I guess not. But, 
Yeah. Uh, what? So it does that really well, and I, I, I just so they've done it for that. They, they're trying to wrap up pretty much everything that uh, was paranormal by trying to reintroduce it into the canon and like making it possible that it was paranormal or that it could be explained away, which I kind of like. So I really do hope they do a reluctant werewolf. Yeah, no, me too. That would be pretty cool. Oh. They have done other. They have done one other racing Scooby Doo movie, but it was a fucking WWE racing movie, and it was bad. And they had CG cars, and it was CG cars from like 2013 or some shit. Like the the CG cars in this were like fine. If they did it now, I think it would be fine, but I would prefer if they went back to 2D animated if they were going to make another Reluctant Werewolf. Yeah. I, I, I um, feel what you're saying. They probably wouldn't, but... Yeah. But, yeah. So... Um, I would... Also, I don't know if this is... Tr- like, I, from what I was looking through, I was looking through while you were going on the, about the plot. Um, I'm pretty sure this was the first Scooby-Doo film that was directed by a woman. Oh, that's cool. I'm pretty sure she also did... Um, she also did uh, Return to Zombie Island with... I think Ethan Spaulding was the co-director on that. Okay. Huh. It's a fun piece of trivia. Yeah, fun piece of trivia that I just found out because I'm so cool. Uh... Yeah, there, there's a lot of stuff that I really like about this. And I really like Asmodeus' design. Um, yeah, I like that they kind of based it off, like, the like head of the demon chest. Also, I there was a couple of years where I really wasn't liking the design of Scooby, the Scooby gang, but I really like the super exaggerated, like, really defined outlines of characters now. Hmm. Like, the really thick black lines around everyone. I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Yeah. Because it kind of... Uh, because, like, in the original series, it was, like, a flat background that was, you know, like, just just a painting, pretty much. And then they would animate the characters over them. Mm-hmm. Um, and because of these, like, black lines, it kind of... It gives the illusion of that same, like, superimposing characters onto a flat background kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I, I really like that. Um, yeah, I, I really like this movie. Um, what would you give this? I'd give it a six. And I'd give it... I don't, like, love it. Uh, I do think there are problems, but I'd still give it a seven. I, I like this quite a bit. Mm. Um yeah. I'm glad you liked this one. I wasn't sure because there are things in this that are like super, super Scooby Doo in that like they're very cliche for like the Scooby Doo genre in itself. Yeah. And I know you like Scooby Doo, but I can see like even as somebody that likes Scooby Doo can be annoyed by some of them. So I wasn't sure if you were going to like this movie or not, but I'm glad you did. Yeah, no, I, I definitely enjoyed it. Definitely the highlight of this whole experience. And I, I like uh, I like uh, the voice actor for Vincent Van Gogh. Yeah, they they got I a pretty good guy. Um, pretty fun. Uh, not as not quite as hard hitting as 
you know, Vincent Price would have been, but uh, he did, he does a decent job. A nice attempt, yeah. All right, so yeah, thanks for watching, Thomas. What are we doing next week? Okay, B or V? <laughs> I thought we were. Um, is there secretly a B movie too? No. Um, let's go with B. Oh, you lucked out. Okay. <laughs> Wait, what was V? V would have been Buffalo 66 and the Brown Bunny. Uh, but we're going to do uh, instead. Wait, Thomas, what did you think I said? Did you say uh, you said B, right? Like B is in banana. Yes. Yeah, that, okay. that's what I thought you and said. And that's not Brown Bunny? No, because Vin- Vincent Gallo was... Oh, yeah. okay, because I'm like, Brown Bunny and Buffalo 66 both start with B. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Instead, we're going to be watching um, Memories of Murder and Mother. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yes. So, you, you may... Why, why those two? Uh... Because I still haven't seen Mother. I want to rewatch Memories of Murder. And uh, I remember you telling me that they make kind of like a decent double feature. So I was like, oh, sure. Yeah, I haven't watched them as a double feature, but I just, I feel like they would. Yeah, so I guess Um, we'll see. Mother is available on Hulu. Memories of Murder is not available to stream right now. Uh, Um, I've got it on Blu-ray. copy, though, yeah. Yeah, so that's exciting. I fucking love Memories of Murder. And then, of course, after that will be the big 50. Yep. Boom, boom, boom. Which we'll be going over our each of our top 50 movies. Maybe it'll be an hour. Probably not, though. It'll probably be like 17 hours long. Not really. I'd kill my... <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. As always, have a wonderful day. Tell your grandmother all that jazz. Yep. All right. All right. Adios. Riverdale.